the Calcio Podcast, episode 126. Listeners, child, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys are all well. We've got a couple of guests lined up this week. Nick Gentiletti makes his return to the pod after his first month off of the show. Uh, very excited to have him back with none other than returning guest and friend of the show, football journalist of SempreInter.com and the Italian football podcast. It is Nima Tavalli joining us from Sweden. One of the happiest men in all of Sweden right now is Inter, our uh, Scudetto champions for the first time in over 10 years. So we'll talk to him about Inter's title, Inter's season, just how it got to this point, and some of the big games at the weekend, as uh, Milan absolutely killed Juve, sending them into a Europa League spot with only a couple of games left. We'll discuss whether or not this might actually spark the end of Andrea Agnelli. We have a couple of different theories on the subject. We kind of go back and forth and discuss different possibilities. We'll talk Milan, we'll talk Donnarumma, we'll talk Zlatan, and we'll talk a little Euro as the tournament's coming in hot. Plus, we'll discuss some more colorful presidents in Italian football, one of Nima's favorite subjects, one of our favorite subjects, one of all our favorite subjects. After Beneventos Vigorito came out in an absolutely incredible Neapolitan uh, dialect, tirade in the media the other day after a bad loss to Cagliari which uh, might have big ramifications on the relegation race plus only in Italy we've got Salernitana coming up to Serie A we've got conflict of interest and plus we've got a great five aside of you guys one which Nima has been wanting to do for quite some time it is the five aside of takes or of hot take merchants people who have no idea what they're really talking about they're not actually saying anything but they come out with a high degree of confidence so we had a lot of fun doing that one man it's a long pod for you guys this week we hope you enjoy ahead of the midweek action this week in Serie A and uh, it's great to have Nick Gentiletti back on man so without further ado I hope you all sit back relax and enjoy the pod this week now uh, let's get into the action let's kick it Pino take it away die let's go Le donne non mi fido, il corteggiamento è un rito troppo spesso si finisce. Che una donna ti tradisce e non mi importa se son bionde, non mi importa se son more, a me basta che siano tonde e disposte a far l'amore. Io da bambino veramente fui cacciato dalla scuola perché la professoressa mi faceva molto gola quando facevo il militare, poi la moglie del tenente mi faceva le moine di una presi tra la gente, perciò bambina, se sono qui per te stasera è una fortuna. Andiamo! Let's go, Nick. All right, Genaletti. It's good. Uh, it's good to see your face again. I'm sure the listeners will be happy to hear your voice again, and it's it's great to default back to the uh, the old intro. How the hell are you, Nick Genaletti? What's up, man? Sam, uh, happy to be back. Um, I I can't help but note. I know I've obviously seen pictures of your new blonde hair, but I can't help but note. How much you look like Samu Castileo and you have officially peaked as being a mediocre footballer now in all aspects of it, in ability, in looks, in 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 comparison to to one. Uh, honestly, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't come back to the pod any other way without you looking like this, to be honest. You sent me a message uh, the other day saying this Um and and we had I think the it's been a couple of weeks now, but the week that I got it, and I get that this is really tough radio for the listeners who have I mean, unless they follow us on 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 Twitter or Instagram at well, there we go. That's I, there we go. That's the reason. That's yeah, the reason which, to which I encourage you to do. Uh, you you you'd have no way of knowing other than the fact that I've alluded to it a couple of times that inspired by Nikita Contini, Napoli's third keeper, I I did go platinum blonde, and Genaletti and I discussed this. Nick, we, we we talked about this like the week of how how it was so 
so akin to what Castillo has, but but you you the other day after after the Milan game, you you just kind of no, not that he played. It's probably why you guys did so well. Exactly. But uh, you you <laughs> you messaged me saying I still can't get over it. I still can't get over how how uh, how how much it looks like him and you really have peaked as a useless footballer. And I said, well, it's appropriate. It's totally on brand because I am in fact a useless footballer. In there we go. In an appearance. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, I, um, I, I haven't admitted this to anyone, but I actually, I actually did it in an effort to, uh, to appease uh, our Swedish listenership, which is actually pretty <laughs> and it is uh, hence on brand that we get back I... a very good friend of the podcast. Nima Tavali Rodsari. Uh, how are you, Nima? What's up, man? Welcome. Good. And I refuse to take responsibility for what's going on on your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I get, I know, I, there was this boy band that was like, I remember like back when I was like in the nine, mid, mid to late 90s, um, it, one was Hanson and then you had the Moffats. You look like one of the Moffats. Nice. <laughs> like Google it, the Moffats, M-O-F-F-A-T. They had, they, they were like four or five like, I think they were Mormon brothers and they all had like these platinum blonde bleach hair. They had dark hair, like you, dark complexion. And then, and then they bleached it. And that's what I think the Moffats. I had it like that, actually. Um, like you have it. Um, you really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. When I was 19. Yeah. Back in law school or before no, law no, school? No, 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 no. That was way before law school. Um, it was, uh, this was in high school. Yeah. Did uh, did the Larsons and Svensons of uh, of the world approve? No, or? but my, mine was mine was mine wasn't to be blonde. I did it to just like I just did it like in the middle, if you know, because it was still dark on the sides. It was it was like my way to oh really my way to do yeah. It was my kind of revolt. Interesting. You Interesting. Pulled a, you pulled a Paul Pogba. You pulled a skunk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think Paul Pogba is a bit uh, asymmetrical. His skunk though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's his was like mine was just like yeah. I don't want to have it entirely bleached blonde in the in, like I just want it on the side like just in the middle to be like that. It looked like it looked like um, yeah. It looked like a some guy you know, like a little punkish kind of thing. You, you're gonna to have to share a picture, uh, a picture of that with us if you can I'll find it. I'll see that. if I can find it. Yeah, well, <laughs> if, you, if you could send will. it, if you could send it to me, if you could send it to me, uh, we'll do a side by side comparison. Pod, right yeah. who, who did it better? Who did it better? If you, if you could send me a picture, I might, I might go ahead and make it the thumbnail of the pod with your permission. But uh, uh, Nima, th- thanks for doing this, man. Uh, it's great to have you back. I, I really do appreciate this. We've been saying that we were going to do this for a while. One condition on you coming back yeah. on was that Nick did come back. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for giving him a kick in the ass to make his return to the pod. Unfortunately, um, it almost the whole thing almost fell apart because um, because he he really he really uh, he he really did a number on me on Sunday after the game. He, really? Uh, he he sent he sent me some. Uh, well, I mean I. I, I've already shared them on social media. I was gonna say he sent me some stuff that he he, he sent me some some stuff that really uh, sh- should not should not be repeated in polite society. But <laughs> Sam, Sam, you would have this podcast yeah, is is in polite society, so yes, I'll go exactly. ahead and, and that's and, why I'm here. I'm I'm I am sh- I am shocked that how many people. I'm not a very avid Instagram user. I'll post the occasional story. I'm not I'm not that avid of an Instagram user. So. Like I guess I'm just out of out of of tune as to who follows our the podcast page. The amount of messages I got saying, "Why are you so rude to Sam?" This and that. They don't get it. They don't get. They don't get the banter. Did I mean, you really? Sam, you you didn't you didn't even get the banter. You were you were acting as if I was bullying you on Sunday like a big baby. I just said this is unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. Shall, <laughs> shall I shall I pull up the receipts? 
Yes, it, pull it up. I want to know. <laughs> I want to see this. I've missed this completely. There was, uh, there was, uh, well, so here's the thing. I think the reason why he was so, uh, why he had his backstory his shoulder was because earlier in the day, he said, exactly, you said he was going to get, he said he was going to bet 50 bucks on, on Milan at like four to one or four and a bit to one. Mm-hmm. So, Canadian dollars with a little bit less is worth a little bit less than a US dollar, but sort of similar. So 50 bucks for 225 bucks. Um, a nice return. $50 is not, I mean, normally Nick bets a tenner maybe. So he, this was a big game for him. So I said, in response, he sent this to me or he sent it in our group chat. And I said, in response, what a waste of 50 bucks. Obviously I'm taking the piss privately. I thought it was a great, I thought it was great value for his, for his money. I, I, I didn't admit it to you, Nick. The more that's where Sam, that's where you insert the, uh, that's where you insert the meme from uh, the last dance of Michael Jordan. And then I took that personally. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. But, but listen, I mean, I'd have been nuts. I would have been nuts to bet. I didn't bet on Juve. I'd have been nuts to uh, not on the not on the not on the balance of not not on the basis of what we've seen this year on balance. I mean, that's that would have been. So what did you send? I want to know what he said. So he, well, just a slew of things. And first of all, one on one, and then a lot the, of C he words. A lot of F words. Sent the same thing. Eat my dick. Bow the fuck down. <laughs> Brahim Diaz, but Diaz, Brahim. <laughs> Which is one of the worst things you could send a friend. Like, it, like if Ronaldo scores a goal against Inter this this weekend, oh, yeah. it, was, it was reactionary. Son. You probably won't care. You probably wouldn't care, Nima, because you guys are the are the champions anyway. Now, but I mean, if it was a real tight game and the winner took all, which mm. is a very foreign idea now because you've been have been awful the past couple of months. But yeah. if Cristiano had scored a goal against you guys, and I just sent you, <laughs> see, you would have, you would have. You would have, you would have been. I, w- I would have. You're right. You're right. I would have. And so, I, and that, Sam, that's actually how I want to uh, transition into. Wait, hang on. I'm not done. Suck my cock, Sam. <laughs> Suck it good. Fikeo Tomori. Ciao. Die. Rebic, the Iceman. Suck my hey, cock. You're getting them out of order right now. That Rebic yeah, scored the second goal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Sam's got his receipts mixed up. So um, I, um, so, so I almost called the whole thing off, but then I remembered good. that I wanted to get Nima on and, uh, and suck yeah. it good. <laughs> you like that one. And unfortunately, and what about you? I have nothing else. I, I feel, as if I don't feel like enough of a cuck getting these messages. And yeah, yeah, suck a good boy. Like, so, so yeah, Sam. Obviously, you're 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 right that you're right that the, those messages were triggered by the fact that you you thought that I was going to be wrong in my in my pick. And that's this is actually a good transition into talking about the game. Like you said, Sam. Like personally, you're like, oh yeah, that's that seems like a good value bet for Nick. You know, mm-hmm. if we want to just take that take but like away from gambling and just into like the game itself what the when i saw that milan you know based on the odds that they were given were considered significant underdogs for this game based on the betting line significant underdogs and to me that made absolutely no sense i know that i know that up into this point and 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 i'm i want to ask if you both agree with me or not but i think i know the answer but like you know up until this point obviously uh Obviously, in the last few weeks, if 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 even months, we can we can extend back. Obviously, Milan hasn't been at at, at its best in 2021 for a variety of reasons. Whether whether you know, you guys have been on fumes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and you know, obviously, whatever surface surface level analysis there, but that's what it is at the end of the day. And Juventus has not been playing anywhere near that we've seen in the last few years either. So to me, like to. to to, to see Milan being such underdogs in that game made absolutely no sense to me. And, and I mean, did I expect a, a 3-0, you know, embarrassment? No, obviously not. But, 
I, I want to ask you guys, like, like, did, does that not seem insane to think like going into that game? I get it that Milan hadn't, hadn't won in uh, in Torino for I think it was nine years. The stat was before before this game. It made no sense to me. It really made no sense. I think if anything, this was a very 50-50 matchup. And yeah. uh, I, I, whatever, I, I, it just made I no sense to me. I agree with you on the 50-50 thing. I actually had like a 1-1 draw going into this because yeah. I thought there were two games. these were two teams that were really difficult to identify where they were because like you said, Milan have been on fumes and Juve, whatever that, I don't even know how to describe Juve the past few weeks under Pirlo and, and, and or basically ever since the Champions League exit. Um, it's been it's been so difficult to understand where you are. So I was expecting a draw. And I think, I mean, if we're honest, I think Milan were better, they, but they weren't, and they played good, but they didn't play 4-0, 3-0 good. It's just that Juve were so awful um, and they barely created any, anything. And, and, and Pirlo made, I mean, he made it absolutely clear. Um, he is way in over his head. He's not a Finnish coach. He's not a Finnish coach. I don't know if he's a good or bad coach. Because he's not finished yet. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not ready to coach a team at this level. It's as simple as that. And to you know, and 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 the people who hired him are the ones to blame. I, I cannot blame him for that. I, I blame the ones who hired him because you know the the, the hope was that he was going to be another Guardiola, Luis Enrique, Zidane, but all of those coaches had coached before. Pilo literally hadn't. He'd barely fit. He hadn't even he didn't even have his coaching badges when he was appointed. So to me, like it just showed beyond all reasonable doubt that this guy is is just not ready at all. And he, and and that the team isn't responding to him and the players are confused because he's playing them in so many weird positions and he's trying to get a reaction from it, um, fr- from the team, and he's not getting anything. What he's getting is a team that is nervous, that has low self-confidence. Um, that has players that are so insecure and confused that they can barely string two, three passes together. I mean, Bentancur is not ben a regista. Bentancur is that guy. He's that guy. No, but Bentancur isn't a regista, but he does know how to pass. Like, like I mean, we're talking, you know, he's not, he's not like Sunday League. I mean, honestly, the guy is good. He's young, but he's not Sunday League. What we saw against Milan for parts of, it was Sunday League level. Yeah, well, that's and, all mental. That's all mental. Well, exactly, that ball in the exactly. ball right in the stands. Did you see that uh, one? I mean, that was, it was that like, was a trophy. Like, that's a imagine, guy. He's scared. He's, that's that, a guy who's scared. You imagine that with a full stadium too? You know, well, like, it's, 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 an, this exactly. is an empty stadium. This that's an empty round. stadium. Exactly. So, I mean, just like exactly, exactly. It's all mental. It's all mental and all I mental. and I blame that entirely on you because I don't think Juve has a has a bad squad. I think Yuba has a squad that's well good enough to finish in the top four. Oh, for but, sure. But 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 for them to flop like this, it's it's completely mental and it's free fall. And and I said it on our pod on the uh, on the Italian football podcast as well. I've I've said it many times and I'll say it again. To me, when you put it into context, if Yuba miss the Champions League, his appointment will be the worst decision in Yuba's modern history, because. You have to see where Juve were when they had Zaccheroni and all these, you know, Del Neri and Ferrara. I heard what you they said were, about that. Yeah, Del Neri and Ferrara came at it. They were they were coming, they were coming up from Calciopoli. This is a Juve that's won nine Serie A titles, four Coppa Italia, and been in two uh Champions League finals. Yeah. This with is it to, with a, it all to lose. With it all to with, lose. Right? Yes. But but this is this is a, his appointment is the worst appointment in Juve's modern history. There's nothing else comes close. And I was doing the research. Nothing else comes close. 
No, I mean it was. I said it at the time. It was a huge risk. I, yeah. If it were, if it worked out, we wouldn't have been saying this. But the odd. I mean, if you looked at it, it looked a lot better um, in principle, and it passed the eye test because of who he mm-hmm. is. Exactly. But there are a lot of things that just didn't didn't sit right when when his appointment was made. There was nervousness. You don't want that. You don't want nervousness. I think deep down, a lot of people thought like, okay, this is a, this is a risk that will either really pay off or really not. And that's not really how Juve have done things the last 10 years. It's really not. They, they haven't really taken unnecessary risks like this. So I don't know. When I don't they, know what the, it when is. they do. No, but when they do take risks, and when they do take, they they make the kind of risk that always pays off. That's that's classical Juve for me. I mean, it's like ninety percent bad batting average for them when they take risks. But this was an, you know, you know, this this was this clearly shows that it wasn't it wasn't a it, it was just a giant mistake. And the more we see, the more we see from the players, the more we see how he's playing Bernardeschi as the left wing back and playing Kulusevski as a wing back. And then he, you know, in the return fixture, when you had Chiesa making life miserable for, for Teo Hernandez, and then he plays him on the other side. I mean, it's just... He's no been, sense. Yeah. No sense. And then that central midfield pairing of Rabiot and uh, and Pentancourt in a straight 4-4-2, like, the, what the hell were you thinking? Well, Against he- Kessi... Against against the Milan that has Kessi Benacer and I mean <laughs> Chalanoglu Diaz and Selemakers were all really centrally. I mean they were so outnumbered in that central part of the pitch. Yeah. Anyone like literally, this is not. You don't have to have a degree to understand what was going to happen. No, I, I they, they our our midfield has looked out of depth. The Juve midfield has looked out of its depth for most of the season and any, but anyone, you know, I'm not going to bang this drum again because anyone that's been listening to this pod for the last couple of months now. And if you're a Juventino and you listen to me on Turin Giants, you'll have heard me say this almost every week. Uh, The two pivots doesn't work. It's very clear that it doesn't work. Pjanic obviously was able to um, act as that guy to recoup balls from the center halves. And he was comfortable turning, you know, facing his own goal and making the first pass, Bentancur is not. He was obviously shielded in the system that existed prior to Pirlo. In the odd man midfield, he seemed to be shielded as the guy who has the whole responsibility of being the key distributor. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked. They have been too exposed. I think there isn't enough diversity within the midfield. When you play Bentancur with Rabio, physically they're very similar in stature. The types of passes they play are very similar as well. I, I don't I don't think there's enough diversity in the way we play. Arthur was an interesting idea. It hasn't really panned out so far. Oh. And he, and, but he also but he also hasn't really been played in a in exactly, an odd man. He also hasn't injured. even been played in an odd man midfield yeah. as the as the base as that Agista with two exactly with two other guys you know exactly and that's so. what i don't understand because i think that if you play artur melo together with even mckenny and and bentanko in a 4-3-3 and have him and then those two in front of him i mean mckenny and bentanko can run and they can you know bentanko is rather physical he's not a yeah you know you know the three of them can complement each other but this this 4-4-2 that he's been doing or and a 3-5-2 sometimes and you know, and then and then he's got he's got actual good wingers. He's got Kulusevski and Chiesa who can do stuff on the wings. 
they Juve have Douglas Costa. They had to get rid of him because of weight. I mean, I, I don't understand. This is for me. This is all Paratici, Nedved, and essentially Agnelli. Um, you know, because he's a good friend of Pirlo, um, and you know they get along well. So they they wanted to build. It, it's I mean, from a PR point of view, it makes sense. But it's just you don't build a team around PR. No, every on every other level, it was risky. And you know, I, what one thing that Nick and I have talked about a lot, Nick, is it it, it kind of smelt a bit of a lot of the moves that Milan did during the difficult years. Yeah, up until the oh, big time, big time. Seydorf, Inzaghi, and Maldini was smart. I know he wasn't ever being considered for a coaching role, but he was smart to stay away stay from the, the away. project because I think he away. because but I think he understood that there was nothing really concrete on a sporting level that <laughs> he almost okay. left it he almost left a year ago yeah. too and he didn't and he didn't and he i don't i think he didn't want to be there on the token basis of the fact that he's exactly. Paolo maldini which is why gattuso was given the job which is why inzaghi was given the job which is why Seedorf was given the job yet they all had coaching experience very little and it was baptism by fire for them but they had but gattuso actually did well yeah but gattuso actually is the only one who did well and it's the beginning definitely career. definitely yeah, yeah. And, and i i think he did the he got the maximum out of that milan team yeah, um, yeah for for sure. I mean, uh, I know we're whatever we're veering off a little bit here. God knows where we would like what kind of Milan we would be talking about if Gattuso had made the the Champions League that year. I believe Nima, correct me if I'm wrong. And Sam, I think you were over at my house. I think uh, on the final match day, I believe I forget who years, Inter. I forget ago. I forget who Inter played, but essentially a Dam- Danilo D'Ambrosio clearance off the line with his balls. Everybody. With his balls, kept Milan out of the Champions League. It was his Gooch. We actually yeah. named. We actually named the. Yeah, we named that episode. I remember it was. But yeah, go- Danilo's go- or D'Ambrosio's Gooch to the rescuers. <laughs> yeah, so God knows what we we probably we might not even be talking about this result right now. But another, I guess, like one one thing I wanted to add about the 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 Pirlo Saka was I saw on Twitter, anyways, the Twitter space. Uh, that a lot of people, a lot of, a lot, I guess, whatever, the Juve takes that I saw from some of, like, Juve Twitter was that, oh, you know, Pirlo changes his ideas too much and he's and he's and he fiddles around too much uh, with his lineups and, and his ideas and this and that. And that's the reason why, you know, Juve look like they're lacking some form of identity. And while that may be true to an extent, I also remember, I believe it was in Allegri's last season yeah. with Juventus, he set some crazy statistic i think he used 39 different lineups or something yeah. like that in in something crazy in 38 match weeks and that's where you dive a little bit deeper right and so, you say wait, wait, okay sorry sorry, sorry wait, 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 39 <laughs> sorry, sorry. That, that, sorry that didn't make any sense that didn't make it 38 sorry bro, like, I'm, my, a, bro I'm so i see too i see too many bro. 11 out of 10 bro i'm dead <laughs> that's how confident i was in that statistic i look at too many numbers in my day job um <laughs> no, no, but, but that's where you you take the analysis like a little bit step further it's like Clearly, it's more than that, right? Obviously, Allegri, we're not comparing apples to apples here. Like, we're, we're talking about a manager with a wealth of experience compared to a manager that has zero or, or, or has 36, 36 match weeks of experience. But, but yeah, there's, it's obviously a little bit more than that. Do, I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know if we, if we know what it is. It's like what you said, Nima. It's like, it's so early. Like, 
it's hard to even assess what kind of a coach Pirlo is because we don't even have that much of a sample size, you know? No. So he's an indecisive indecisive one. No, but they just threw him in the deep end like this in a season when that, that you really didn't want that. I mean, during this season, that was the Corona season, the COVID season, you wanted to have someone there who knew what the hell they were doing. And then they just pick this guy because he looks good and fits the, the, the PR and the marketing. It's, it's just, it's insane. Do you do you think he do you think he was brought in uh, in a COVID year like you were saying mm. because of the fact that I guess I mean I'm not entirely sure how much he's getting so I was so I was I was thinking about I was thinking about this the other day and this this is where like my I don't know my like my my like business brain like kicks in you know it's like okay they decided that they're gonna sack Saudi okay they're still paying him right they're still paying him. So, okay, let's go for a coach now that is going to command, like, less, okay, than, than, than all other candidates on the market um, who I guess were probably making, I don't know, we're, I'm talking in, like, a high level here, as much, if not a bit more than Sari would have been making on his, on his last contract. You know, now you're paying a guy that you sacked after doing a, a way better job than the current manager. You hire the current manager because he costs less, and now you're going to sack the current manager and you're paying two at the same time. And now you're going to be going for, you know, a third guy in, in three years who you would like to think Juventus are now going to appoint a manager who is, you know, established, who's going to command that more of a wage. And now, like, things just start to not make sense. You, Juve are, are clearly in, 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 I mean, Juve, not only Juve, a lot of the Italian clubs are in a financial uh, predicament right now. I know Nima, you've been tweeting about a lot of that too, especially with like the the biased headlines with Inter in the in the Italian no, media. They they can't even go, and we can even we can fun, transition. A fun, hang on, but a lot of fun, a lot of fun to poke fun at. Just FYI, I've been doing <laughs> I've been doing it a lot. But every but every team has been every team has been. Yeah, of course, of course. Every team has been. They are all the they are all a dumpster fire financially. Um, it's not even it's not even a. I mean, we'll get to that, I guess. But no, I mean, for me, you're absolutely right. I think the, the thing that gets me the most is firing Saki, so, so, for fi- firing Sarri, and then, and then signing players that would have suited Sarri's football. Like, this is that's the insane yeah. thing. I mean, with, with that midfield, that central midfield is more of a Sarri midfield. Kulusevsky, Chiesa are Sarri players. Then, then I don't understand. You should have just kept Sarri. You know, there was no point in sacking Sarri if you were going to bring in you know, because Kasari was sacked after the after the pandemic broke out. So yeah. it wasn't like it was a decision, you know, I, I don't understand it. I think the most rational thing would have been would have done to continue with Sari. He, sure. he still won the goddamn Scudetto, you know what I mean? And and he played some damn good football. Dubala would not have had the this season he had because he completely revived Dubala's career. I mean, it was it was Juve played some damn good football at times under Sari. There was again. It was a, it was Juve had an identity under Maurizio Sarri. There were, the and, issues might have been that. So, so uh, I'll let you finish. Sorry, sorry, so, no, sorry, me, sorry, no. Taylor. I'm I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce, I don't want to. No, I was gonna say I I felt that there might have been an identity. I just from watching Juve all the last year, it didn't seem that the players were that bought into it. Well, the players were Matuidi and Kidira. Like this, this is what I mean. The, the players were, you know, again, it wasn't the players that you have now. I think this squad is more adapted to Sarri ball than 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 what he had, 
And then they go and bring in Pirlo, who's not even a coach. I, I just don't get it. I, I really don't get it. And I think, and if you look at Andrea Agnelli, seriously, if you want to talk about someone who, I think his his position, his days are numbered at Juve. Not because of the failure, but it's everything together. The guy in the past few weeks has burned. It's been a bad few weeks. Yeah, bad few weeks. Bridge he has all his political power is gone. The every everyone in the Lega Calcio hates him. The Lega Calcio are openly talking about throwing you out of the Serie A. Um, in in the European context, persona non grata. Nobody wants to go anywhere near him. Cheferin, who is the godfather to his daughter, can't stand him. Doesn't want to have anything to do with him. I mean, the guy is, I mean, always, I've always spoken about him as some sort of super villain, but maybe the villain in question that he is, is some sort of character from Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> and you it's know? like, and it's like all that to say, right? Like everything we, we just, we just really said, I think one of, one of you two mentioned it a little bit earlier. It's just, I think it was you, Nima, the, the gambles that Juve takes, we're so used to seeing everything paid off. It's just yeah. like. We're, we're, we're not in, in recent recent years, anyways, recent this times. This is the kind of shit that Massimo Moratti would do. Okay? Right. It's, it's <laughs> you know we're, I mean? like we're not used to like the this level of like, I guess, in, incompetence. I, 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 was, I was hesitant to say incompetence, but I think I think we could like from it's from a team like Juventus in the boardroom, really. Yeah. And, and, and it's it's Paratici and Nedved and the three of them together. I think I think all of them have to go. Yeah. I don't see how any of them stay. I, I really don't. Yeah, where, where I think the difference lies here is that I feel Agnelli might be a little bit more, and he he hasn't really indicated, he hasn't really indicated this of late. He's not really someone that tends to back down from his ideas. <laughs> really, but I do I do suspect that he he and again I I don't know Nima maybe maybe you in the journalistic world have heard things that I am totally not aware of, but he seems to be a little bit more analytical critical i think he's able to admit a mistake in the in, in in the sense that i think he might be willing to go back to allegri and say listen you were right i was wrong we were wrong that's come, that and come back on his that. knees and say come back yeah. on his knees and say no, well, no. you know with his tail between his legs listen i think we need to work something out here because you were obviously correct and uh, and we were not i also do think that that can definitely happen yeah. i mean him and allegri they're i mean they were best friends um, you know, Allegri spoke openly about they had breakfast together like every day for five years. They lived close to each other. They used to go on morning runs together and like they really hit it off, uh, those two. So, you know, he, Allegri wasn't sacked. His, you know, they just decided to right. mutual termination because after five years. But I think I don't th- I think I think that's not an issue. My issue is his political. He has no political power. He has yeah. none. He's completely marginalized, and you, and the and the president of Juve cannot be completely marginalized and have no, no political power. And listen, That's listen, what makes it no, no, for for sure. And the, but there's a there's a little bit of a difference between him being a a bond like a powerful bond like supervillain who <laughs> who everyone kind of in who everyone in Serie A wants to hate because they're Juve, but they're winning and they're doing great things, mm-hmm. versus being the Austin Powers type villain who. He's he's mini me. He's not even Doctor Evil this season. <laughs> the past six weeks is mini me. Like it's been so comical and embarrassing to follow this shitstorm. That I mean, he's been completely outplayed and yeah. and, and and by everyone. And and he has no gra- He has no political power anymore in, in in the game. And that's why I think that he might have to. That, that's the only reason I think he'll have to be forced to step down. Because even if he brings back Allegri, how do you rebuild a bridge? How do you rebuild those relationships? No one wants to go near him. 
Yeah, like, well, it used to be that they were. It used to be that they were powerful enough that that they would. Or it used to be that his Juve side was powerful enough, and he was powerful enough that he was able to make certain statements and make certain moves. And it would be a, it would be a lot more difficult to question him. You know, when he was the chair of the ECA, I think that was that was a position that was held in very high of regard course. by other clubs in Europe. And now, you know, he's pretty much been backstabbed by most of the other former allies who were a part yeah. of this whole Super League thing. I think a lot of his a lot of his power in Europe has definitely gone as a result. He it's gone. It's, but it's irreparable. But, it's irreparable. Yeah. Well, as well, long I, as Chefferin is there, it's irreparable. Well, an issue an issue in Italy, is in Italy. Sure, he can maybe start to slowly work his way back in, but. Again, I, the the president of Juve can't be someone who is persona non grata, yeah. and that's what he is. You, you wonder, you wonder what John Elkham was doing at the stadium the other day. Could it have been that that's it was a big re- game, yeah, or do you think that yeah. they were having, you know, they were having lunch, think, they were having um, dinner together, and it, you know, think, they were having a cousin to cousin discussion as to yeah, what the yeah, future that, of the company? I think I think that it could be one of those situations where. They do the old Italian bait and switch, uh, where Elkan comes in for a for a few years and Agnelli takes a step back because uh, this is not because because it's just not going to work. I yeah. mean, I think what he what Agnelli's done for the past ten years is fantastic. The new stadium, the 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 cycle that is historic, um, everything that he did. But but this you don't recover from this. You don't no. recover from this. And I think Elkan coming in as a fresh face saying, look, I had nothing to do with that. And he can start rebuilding bridges for, for and, and start, you know, making sure that you have power again. It'll be interesting to see who the sacrifice. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the sacrificial lamb is. I, for a while, I thought it would be Paratici. I thought that, you know. I think they're all gone. I, I, I thought I I, for a while, gone. I thought that Allegri would just bring, excuse me, that Agnelli would bring back Allegri, um, side with Allegri in that kind of dispute between Paratici and Allegri. Probably kick, probably kick Paratici and Nedved even to the curb and move forward in that direction. But now I'm not totally convinced. And, you know, there, there's a lot that goes... Yeah, I, think Elkan, I think Elkan will probably step in. I think Agnelli will take a step back. And I think, I think we'll see a new directorship. And guys, I, you know, I do, I do yeah. believe in Allegri. I do believe in the Allegri trail. Absolutely. I think because of what he's done and because he's been proven so emphatically right, um, then, then I, I actually think that Allegri could come in in some sort of a managerial role more than more than before. Uh, Nick Nima, you, you know what's nuts? A few weeks ago, uh, a, a couple of days after the Super League was announced and subsequently fell apart, I I had this theory that it was actually a brilliant play. It was perfectly executed. It it came off exactly as planned because it. From what I had heard, I heard that UEFA had apparently agreed to. Was it was it a three billion euro concession yeah. Um, yeah. of liquidity that would be reinjected into the competition and go toward the clubs, which yeah. I suspected was ultimately the goal of the entire thing. I thought it was just a yeah. power play to get UEFA, you know, almost like you would, almost like a you know, like a like a group of workers would unionize and say, "Listen, without us, you guys are screwed. Without us, you guys yeah. are nothing." Except, unlike in a situation where workers can be replaced, big clubs cannot be right. And no. I, th- I thought they might have been wielding their power in an effort to create a more favorable term a more a more favorable a more favorable agreement more favorable terms of agreement with UEFA for uh for the Champions League I and for doesn't a while, seem like the case now hold on <laughs> I, I have to say the last couple of weeks the fact that the fact that Perez and Allegri have been holding on for dear life and have been coming out and threatening legal action against some of the other clubs involved and I have to say the statement that they issued last week uh was actually pretty was actually pretty 
I thought I found it was pretty concise. I, I thought it all made sense. They made clear that the intention was to still be federated by UEFA and the intention was never to break away from their actual leagues. Um, but man, I don't know. Just reading, reading a lot, reading a lot of the news the past week has really made me wonder uh, whether or not <laughs> they actually do have a plan. Uh, and, and, if, if I tell you what, if they do, and this is exactly the plan, and they're just put, you know, they're putting on an act just to kind of keep the narrative going to make it not look like bullshit that they that they would have, you know, that they would have done all this just as a power play. Chapeau, because pretty good actors. They're they're taking it really far. So I, I, to the point that I almost felt like you know you know how you know all the you know all those people that were like big time QAnon guys who who after Trump left office. Uh, had this theory that Trump was actually still the real president, and he oh, was still, God. and he was still, and he was still, and he was, and he was, I know you're, I know you're in American politics. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people had this idea that Trump was still calling the shots, and yeah, he was taking down the pedophiles while he was in office, and you know, he's really, still, he's really still the president, and it was, it was all rigged, and yeah, my he, favorite he, was he really the, still, the, he really still these, runs intelligence, and yeah. my favorite was when they still believed that that this was like the the inauguration was never going to happen. And all that oh yeah. That's why I feel. That's why I feel like denial. And that's who I feel like now. That's why I feel like. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I, I think that look, I, there's a reason they're hanging on to the Super League thing because, and, and they, they, they do kind of have. I mean, they did like what they did right was they did their due diligence in terms of the financial side and the legal side. They're completely covered there, but where they're not, co- what they didn't do was they didn't have an organization. They had absolute the role. There was no rollout. They had no plan for how to roll this out. They had no narrative. They had no cohesion. It took them hour after hour. The you know Barcelona's president is the guy who even who leaked this to Javier Tebas, who's the president of La Liga. Well, why why did that happen? Yeah. I mean, again, there was no organization. They had no structure. They had they had money and they had the legal uh, structure, but they didn't have an actual organizational structure to launch this. And that's why it became so fucking comical. It was the way this thing was rolled out, the way they why they didn't do anything. And then and also the plan was so naive. Why the fuck would you even invite the German clubs and PSG? It was, I mean, first of all, the G- German clubs have no league had had no ability to legally to join a super league because they're membership clubs. So therefore you're just giving information away well, and you're Barcelona giving element the case, of surprise. Yeah, that's well, the case well, for Barcelona yeah, as well, right? So. Kind of, but not really, because the 51% rule is 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 is, is not is, is in German football much more. But to a certain extent, yes. Mm-hmm. But and then you have PSG. They're owned by Qatar. Yeah. The Qatar who also has paid God knows how much for the Champions League. Why the fuck would they join a competing Super League that would make their that, that would make that that asset literally worth nothing? And then you have Man City and Chelsea, who whose owners aren't in it for the money; they're just in it for the PR and to make and to whitewash their other criminal activities. They're not in it for for at all. So so they, they, for them, why would they give up their hegemony in the Premier League? Which is the real European Super League? Like again, it was just it was so clownish. If you were if you were going to do this and make a, what you what you had to do was to not invite Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Bayern Munich, and Borussia Dortmund. You bring in Benfica and Porto. You bring in Rangers and and Celtic, and you form a European Super League. And once it's launched, you force them from a place of power to join you on your terms. Yeah. Because why would them? Why would they join something that is to their detriment? For City, PSG, and Chelsea, it, and 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 the German clubs, it would have been to their detriment. It could just be. It could just be that 
I it was naive. Skeptical. It was naive. It, it could just be that I'm so skeptical naive. of. I just might be skeptical of everything I'm told now. You know what I mean? Um, mm. But I would love to know what the truth is. I, I don't know what the true intention of the respective clubs a part of this was. I don't know what the collective objective was you know it could be that each individual club was joining for a different reason it could be that it was very well organized and this was all very well planned it could be that it was super disorganized and the second that Chelsea and Man City saw that it you know that that it was bad PR they backed out in which case you wonder they weren't they didn't even want it Peppa that's why I mean you shouldn't have done it with them to begin with because you got to do a risk analysis because before you do things like this and and this this notion of all of us in solidarity like well who's your partner if why would your business partner go against his own interest yeah like, that, that's just the fundamental flaw in this plan and, um, then, in the and, italian, and, and then in the italian context sorry you, you you were yeah why did you not bring napoli and roma on i mean they would have jumped at this shit aurelio de Laurentiis was talking about turning the Serie A into a closed league long time ago he would have jumped at this shit at a, at a, in a half a minute okay. i mean roma would have loved this the freakins are you kidding me like again, there was the, 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 it was just so badly planned out, and it, same thing with Valencia and Sevilla. I mean, again, if you would have had more, you, you know, and and of course the, the Premier League clubs, you could have, you know, Liverpool, Man United, and and um, Tottenham and Arsenal. These are the clubs you go with. The rest, you just you don't need them. You force them to come on your terms because they're not your ally. They're your enemy. City, Chelsea, PSG are your enemy, especially in this context. If your context is to redraw the map so that you get more money, they are the enemy. Yeah, It doesn't stand in their interest for you to get more money. It's clear that there are a ton of layers to this, and it's, cl- it's clear that it's, it's, I, I think that the perspective that one should take in assessing it is dependent on what you assume the reality of the situation is. And even what the reality of the situation is isn't clear it's not it's it's not it's not i mean it's not black or white right now there seems to be a fair bit of gray in that we don't know what the intentions of each respective club joining was we don't know uh we we don't we don't know if the three clubs that are still a part of it actually have any intent of of following through and I, I'm not even I'm not even totally sure why they haven't formally renounced it at this point. That, that's that's like, a that's what I wanted to that's actually something I wanted to like ask and, and maybe because Milan and Inter because Milan and Inter have backed out and they've had yeah, yeah, yeah. no issues whatsoever now. It almost feels like staying a part of it or being associated to it uh is 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 it's detrimental leverage. to it's all about leverage. It's just about leverage. They don't but, give it up because they look, that's why I mean they have like the legal aspect. I mean, if UEFA want to punish them. And then because they'll take it to 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 the EU courts, these guys will probably win. Um, and I think they know that because they were the wording of this is so skillfully done from a of the contract that they drew up is so skillfully written. So they don't want to give that up. They don't want to dissolve it just yet because then they'll be left at the mercy of UEFA. So it's all about leverage right now. And 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 the more UEFA calm down, this thing will go away for now. I, I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that we will have a Super League sooner or later. With these powerhouses, um, I just don't think that it'll it, it, it will be it won't be uh, as as comically executed as this was. But but I but I do think that the, the only reason, the way I see it, it's 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 just leverage. They they, they know that it's dead, but they're hanging on to it because of leverage, because they don't want to be punished. Yeah, I love I love how there's I love how there's so much that goes on in football behind the scenes, and there's there's a ton of things that people people claim 
as <laughs> people say a lot of stuff in a very in a, in a very confident way that makes that makes people you know that, that makes them sound like they know what the hell they're talking about and it makes them sound very convincing but a lot of the time people aren't actually saying anything of substance and a lot of the time people are you know even though they think they're saying something that might be you know it, it, that may very well be true that may be based in in in, in a and there, there may be a logical thinking to it. You know what I mean? Like if, you know, if this is the case, then here's what I believe. The fact of the matter is there's a lot that goes on along. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we're not even aware of. Uh, and it's very easy to pass judgment in cases like that. I, I, I think of that when I think of you about right now, man, I think of that um, when I consider the fact that um, I think Andrea Pirlo was not obviously a great, choice but you don't know what other factors might have been at play you don't know what kind of discussions they had behind the scenes you know you don't you don't know if if Agnelli privately discussed with Paratici and Ebert and said listen we might have to lose eventually if this is that year that's fine um like I I I I don't know there's there's just a lot that goes I don't think so I don't think so I I I I think that's very they were very clear that they were going for the 10 in a row um but I, I still think that they the basically sacking Sarri was was it was it was it was too hastily done. Um, it was too it, there was it wasn't thought out, um, and then they 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 just felt that they had to do something because of all the criticism against him, and you know he was not seen as Stila Juve and all that. I, I think you know pride cometh before a fall. Fall. I think this was pride. This is arrogance and pride, and and it came to bite them in the ass big time. Well, Honestly, it's like yeah. it's like well, I never underestimate the incompetence of people, no matter how smart they are. Nick loves that. that. Nick yeah. loves that expression, and that's what he said when the Super League started falling apart. And um, yeah, it, it, it could very well be that, and that would be the simplest explanation for most of the most of the shit we see. I, I'm not saying that it's just that. I'm saying it's a plethora of issues, and it's a complex. It, it's a complex issue, um, and everything interplays into one another. I'm just saying that. I don't think I, I honestly think that Juve reacted instead of acted proactively mm-hmm. in this case, uh, and in many cases, especially with Sari and Pirlo. Oh, um, and, and it's like one bad. It's like it's like one of those you know one bad decision leads to another bad decision, like a, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think what happened with Juve after Sari, because I think it was in. I mean, they started buying players to play his football, and then they sacked him because he lost against Lyon. Yeah, it, it's it, it was very it's 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 uncharacteristic of a winning side to be trying to keep up. You know what I mean? And where we were trying to keep up, you guys, Inter, were able to build on a you know we're able to build on an idea, and you were mm. able to be consistent in a project. And let, let's be frank, Antonio Conte's football isn't always fun to watch. I know you, you listen. I, I'm I'm old enough to remember when you came on in the fall. You were not happy with it. <laughs> no, I was not happy. Not, you were I'm not happy. happy. I was not happy. And I and I think I've had every reason not to be happy because the way that Inter played and the way that Conte decided to play, first of all, he started the season playing some sort of cheap knockoff of Atalanta, which was so unbalanced and insane. Inter were had no balance whatsoever. Okay, they had a lot of you know, they had a lot of COVID issues and, and they were forced to play players and blah, blah, blah. But the balance was not there. Tactical balance wasn't there. Um, he insisted on Arturo Vidal uh, playing him as some sort of, you know, he was supposed to play like he did for him at Juve, which is insane given that he's not been that player since ago. pretty much <laughs> left Juve to go to Bayern. Um, he was a, he was he was that player for one season at Bayern, but then the decline was real. And since then, it's been a steady decline. 
um, the the tactic, the way that he formed his teams was it was it was it was just weird. Um, there was no coherence in it, and and then he started he changed that. He started against Sassuolo to change that to going back to basics, to playing his three five two. But what happened essentially, and I think the big change for me came after Christmas, when when you know after Perisic and Eriksson were uns- nobody wanted to take them, even though Inter were so public in wanting to get rid of at least one of them, especially Eriksson. Yeah. yeah. And Conte was, you know, I've always said it. He's at his absolute best when his back is against the wall, and he has no choice but to deal, do the best with what he's got. Then he turned. Then he has an extra like gear that not many managers if any have and what he did with Ericsson and, and the tactical that's what you know that's why I've always said he's a tactical genius but he crosses the line between insanity and genius all the time but this is him at his best what he did with after Christmas with with uh, Christian Ericsson and Perisic was a couple of things he lowered the defensive line five six meters because that, that makes Skriniar much better because he's not good at lateral movements and defending when he's got acres of space behind him. Right. He's very good at reading the game and he's very good at, ta- you know, you know, tackling and, and, and moving forward. That's what, that's where he's really good moving backwards and laterally he's weak. So what happens is he, he starts working on Ericsson and makes him into a Metzala. And, and if you know your Antonio Conte history, he saw this, he saw this opportunity and said, look, he's always wanted to play four, two, four. But he had to change. He tried at Juve. He tried yeah, at Juve in 2012. Work. 2011. It, it was 2011. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it didn't work. It didn't work. And he gave that up pretty quickly and started playing 3-5-2 uh, because he knew that he needed defensive solidity. 4-2-4 as a formation doesn't work. So what he does, so what he's basically been trying to do his entire career at every place he's been, and he's partially succeeded the best at, at the Italian national team, ironically, is that he wants to defend in a 3-5-2, but he wants to transition to attack in a 4-2-4. At Inter, when doing when shifting the balance down just five, six meters defensively and having Ericsson and Perisic in those positions, basically what happens is you have Brozovic dropping into deep, forming a two-man central defense with Stefan de Frey. Immediately, Bastoni and Skrini are going to fullback positions. The wingbacks going to going to winger positions. You have a central midfield of of uh, Christian Eriksen and Nicolo Barella linking up with Lukaku, who comes down and plays off of Lautaro. That create that makes Inter so unpredictable. That means that they can play the diagonal ball from Bastoni. They can play the central ball from Brozovic uh, or De Frey. You have overload on the wings. And no team had any answer for that. Mm-hmm. That's his calcio verticale that he talks about, and that's what he's always trying to do. I mean, the, the, no team can 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 keep up with 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 this Inter in the Serie A, and this is the kind of football that I think actually works in the, in, in Europe as well. And and that that's that's not something we saw before Christmas, but we did see it after the, especially after the Sampdoria defeat away. That's when we really saw it, and it was phenomenal to see. Nima, I, I always I always love having you on, man, because you 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 break stuff down really well, and I I I think that was very well explained. I think that's that's a perfect example a, per, a perfect example of somebody who actually knows what it is uh, what it is they're watching when they watch football, and there aren't enough people that <laughs> that, 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 that that give real breakdowns of 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 matches and Thanks. that's why that's why i'm happy that's why i'm happy to be doing this five aside that we're doing. that was an eight i know i knew where that was going that was eight that was eight that was an eight plus transition um, eight plus plus but but yeah well but, but you know 
I could have transitioned there by by <laughs> by um by bringing up the fact that there's well a lot on behind the scenes and in football there's a lot of shit that we that we don't that we don't quite know what the, that we don't quite know about at the surface level which makes which I was alluding to before which makes some takes that you see online all the more all the more funny but um before we get into our five aside, I think we, should, we could probably tell people now. We'll get into it in a couple of minutes, but we, yeah. we have a fun one planned out. Nima, you were very adamant <laughs> that you wanted to do this. You uh, wanted to do the five aside, and you, you told me very very unequivocally, yes. we have Hot to do, we have to, we absolutely have to do the five aside of you hot called take merchants. You called it hot take merchants. Uh, merchants. I'm. I'm just saying. This is the five. It's gonna be the five aside of takes. So takes mm. that you'll see online uh, all the time. People. People. People coming out and just trying to sound trying to sound serious trying to you know trying to trying to sound like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about but yeah but at the end of the, but at the, end of the day <laughs> that's what i was saying before when you say anything with a high degree of certainty and confidence and confidence it's all in the delivery exactly ex- exactly <laughs> it's like exactly. word salad coming out and it's like that makes no sense if there are words being said take it to make it none of it is substantive and means anything yeah but but but, but look so, so I'm, I'm happy we broke down some of the shit that's been going on at uve you know although although we've been i've been talking about that a lot the past few weeks but you know on on the back of that result to milan why the hell not it should be said though i mean Auguri to Milan, great fucking result for you guys. I actually, Nima, was, I'm with you. I was on Bonjani's show, who I know you called a cretin last year when he did no. that. No, 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 he's a great guy. You're a great guy. It's fine, but it was, it was funny. He did that Calciopoli. No, he I started really trolling funny. me about Calciopoli making these ridiculous videos. I mean, that's that's basically the recipe. The ABC, if you want to build yourself up in Juve, is right. It's just vomit out a bunch of incoherent bullshit about Calciopoli. It was pretty coherent. It was and pretty every, coherent. It opened no, my eyes. There was absolutely no coherence at all. I could pick that shit apart if I was drunk upside, hung up. I actually, down. I actually but had the idea of getting you both yeah. on together to debate, but you know, the yeah. I mean, I don't know. On yeah, the base, but, yeah. I don't know. I, don't no, know. I, I look, but either way, anyway, but it's like, to me, it was like, what am I, why did I, I was more annoyed that I, wa- that I spent <laughs> eight minutes of my life watching this incoherent bullshit about someone make trying to build some sort you talk about q anon i mean that's juve anon like that, that some of the shit that was going on in the, in the cartoons and i was like just pissed off at myself like why am i watching this absolute word salad i'm what? sure he's a nice guy there's nothing against him yeah. at all no, no. So I, I was, I, I, was, I, I, was yeah. I was honest. I was on his channel the other day. I did a YouTube live. I said, but I think I actually I, I want to say I think he's done a good job. I got to say that his YouTube channel, I think he's done a really great job with that. I think he's he's actually the right guy to do the Twitch thing that he does. I think he's excellent at that. So no, no it works. No, no, it works. It works. I wasn't trying. No, I, you're 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 very polite. You're a very polite guy. I just 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 found just found it funny <laughs> that I just I just found it funny though. This this is why we love this is why I love having you on, man. Because because once in a while, once in a while we can we can get the journal. We can just squeeze the journalist <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of you, you and just you're just you're just you're just you're just yeah you're you're just yeah I'm uh, just an asshole like you're you. just you're just you're just a raw yeah you're just a raw a raw ball of energy but not so on on his show the other day I said one 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 draws what I suspected I really yeah that's what I was thinking would, I didn't think I certainly didn't think we would win I think we lose as bad as we did uh, all, all credit to Milan for getting that result but it was it was an awful game to watch I but I mean, Nick honestly. I, if Juve weren't playing that game, I would have totally bet with you. You know, I've done this before. I've gone with you on bets before and said, here, I'll ride this with you. I can't bet against Juve. I only bet on my teams. I don't do it often. I only bet on them, but I will never get. I will never bet against my teams personally. But nah, honestly, anytime Juve plays, just bet against them now. It's the Cristiano effect. 
There no book, no bookie. A lot of bookies don't look at shit in depth. They just say, oh, you know, it's Juventus, Cristiano Ronaldo. What do you what do you know? Oh, shut up. What do you know about how bookies set lines, Sam? I've I've noticed that Juve have been getting very favorable lines. When if anyone had watched the the, the games that Juve have played this year, I don't think that I don't think they would have given Juve as favorable lines. Start like, your own sports books, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Nick is Nick is smirking yeah. because I have, <laughs> I, I I did I did that once for once. Yeah, you're incriminating yourself right now. I would probably stop talking. <laughs> Actually, yeah, no, cash 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 only, baby. Untraceable. <laughs> um, what well, is is well, those, those days are, those days are done. Is, is, is online gambling legal in Canada? Like, no, yep. mm-hmm. it's 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 legal. What is it? What's illegal is to is to do it out of your garage. Which is, uh, which is which is which is why I'll stop talking. You ran you ran a book I was one. I was actually the. I think the only person that I think I was the. I think I was the only person that won money off Sam you know, too you know to why? make it even better. You know why I stopped? Doing it? You know why I stopped doing it? Two reasons. Two reasons. Because because yeah, I offered. I offered. I'll tell people. I'll. I, I can admit it now. It's fine. This, the Canadian die. Revenue Agency is not coming after me. The the, thing, the two things it was, was three years ago during the World Cup. So business yeah, was great. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah, were three think, there were yeah. a couple of reasons why I stopped. One was because <laughs> um I wasn't enjoying sports anymore. I was too stressed. The house all, almost always wins, but I was still stressed a lot. Um and it wasn't it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for that reason. Okay. Um Although if, 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 if there was ever a time when the house would lose, it would have been me. I put a certain amount of money aside and said, if this goes, I'm out of the business. It didn't go. Yeah. I backed out because I, I wasn't able to enjoy football anymore. But then I would lose my mind because some people were actually smart. I had two friends. One of them was Nick. They were actually smart with their bets. And I was like, shit, I, I, I don't want to be accepting this, but I have to. And, you know, in the interest of being a legitimate business, I offered like slightly better odds. Legitimate business. Yeah. And then here's, and here's what really freaked me out. Here's what really freaked me out. I, I realized I wasn't cut out for it when one degenerate friend of ours one guy who we went to school with, not even a friend, Nick, you know who this is, but I, uh, he'll remain nameless. Um, he's, he was a, he's a serious degenerate. Like he would win big, but he would lose big. Like he would put up like, like hundreds of dollars. Okay, but you understand that if he wins, I got to pay out a lot. So I was yeah. like, so he's like, Sam, like, w- will you accept it? Will you accept this bet? And I was like, no, I refuse this. And I was like, right there. And then I was like, I can't be a bookie and I can't, re- I can't be a bookie and be refusing bets like this. Like I, 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 I need I need a bigger the, the scale of the operation is way too small in order for it because one bad day could that. totally ruin me. So yeah, anyway. Oh my god. Yeah, Hilarious. I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's I, good old day, the good old days. It's ironic because I'm a terrible. I mean, the joke between Nick and I is I'm a terrible gambler, but yeah, you're awful. Look, okay, before we get into five aside, uh, only in early moments. But I just wanted to say on Milan, just one thing on Milan. Oh, yeah, go, I, go, go, go. I, I just wanted to say I, I, I think Milan deserved this. I think given what hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I thought they would, I thought slot. they would do it. I thought they would do yeah. it because I thought Zlatan yeah. was going to slap some sense into them, and mm. I, and I he did, and up. he did. I mean, even just his presence off the pitch. He, although the past few months, I, 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 I've been very. I don't understand what he's doing because he's never done this before in his career. The whole Sanremo thing in the middle of that was just yeah, weird. yeah. But, but I mean. Having said that, I think what he's, um, I think Milan deserve this. Um, I think they fully deserve it. I mean, let's remember that they almost led the city off for what 20 round, 25 rounds or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it was really impressive. And I think that, and I've said this before uh, to you guys, I think I was on your show and I said, I think Milan have one of the most exciting, or if not the most exciting project in Europe, in Europe's top 14, because of the fact that they have built around these young 
players who are not not just because they're young, but they're actually really quality. And there's a red line. You can see a clear, coherent path of what they're doing from the everyone everyone they're buying. And I don't think it's just a chance that they're that that the that Tomori turns out to be this good, or you know that even seller makers is actually filling a function. I think that that's that's why that's why you need a good sporting director who can see, who can who understands the game and not just the coach, but understands that he has a coach and what that coach needs and finds the players. And that's what they've done, Masaro, Ricky, uh, Ricky Masara and, 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 and Maldini. And I think it's so, so, so interesting. I, I think it's a vindication for them. So well done to them. I think Donnarumma now stays. There's no doubt in my mind that he stays. Um, uh, but, but for sure, he wasn't going to go to Juve anyway because Juve can't afford to pay those wages. I think that was just basically classic Rayola planting stories. To yeah, you think uh, you think you, you don't you think it was a uh, completely yeah. BS? Yeah, I thought I mean, so from, too. To from be what honest. I'm here, from what I'm hearing from everyone in, like who cover Juve, they're saying it's just That's what I thought too. Never, never going to happen. I mean, there there is interest from abroad, but I don't think Gigi Donnarumma wants to move abroad. Uh, I think that's where the thing is. I mean, yep. we know for a fact that Donnarumma turned down Inter and Marotta just. Five, four or five months ago and and from then on it was just he wants to stay uh and and he could have gone to Juve but Juve didn't can afford it and and had didn't you know it just wasn't doable yeah I mean the the, the story made sense though I mean Chesney hasn't been playing especially well the past few months Buffon is no it made Juve, sense like it made sense know. I'm just saying that Juve don't have the money and don't, cannot bring him on it's just it, not I mean it it just it I sorry, could be wrong. I, go, I mean, while I'm go. saying this, all of a sudden he might go to you, and I'll look like an ass. Yeah, well, well, I'll, ta- I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> the, whole idea, the, the whole idea is predicated on the idea that you make the Champions League, and then it depends on a number exactly. of factors, which we don't, again, which we don't know about. That's kind of a theme of this pod. There's a lot that goes on that we don't know about. Like, listen, mm-hmm. when Cristiano Ronaldo signed for you three years ago, I dropped everything I thought I knew, and I was like, you know what? Anything's possible because this this wasn't a this wasn't a story two weeks ago, and all of a sudden it just materialized. I mean, look. If, if Cristiano leaves and all of a sudden you can afford a hell of a lot more on your current books, right? I don't know that he will. I don't know if he would. If he does, it would probably only be if we don't make the Champions League, in which case you lose a, a substantial amount of revenue there. So there's maybe a cancellation of, you know, there's maybe a canceling out of the fact that you lose the Cristiano, the Cristiano salary on your books. I don't know. It's just, well, well, we'll see. But where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? That's Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo or yeah. Donnarumma? Both. Like Donnarumma can go a lot of places, but where do you? I mean, if you're gonna buy Donna, if you're gonna sign Donnarumma, to, you gotta first offload Ronaldo, and if you offload Ronaldo, who's gonna take him with those wages? Yeah, in this I, I think I think there's yeah. I think there's a there's a couple of sides that might. I think City, Chelsea, I think City, Chelsea, United, PSG would mm, would all take a look. I don't, at him, no, think. they don't have the money. He, for would, that. he wouldn't go. I don't think he would go. He would. He wouldn't go to City. I think PSG are probably the most likely. Team. That's what I thought but, too. But it was also PSG's a possibility. The only that he, yeah. place that he could go to, but but. I don't take, see a, that. take a pay cut, go to Sporting. I don't. Listen, I don't think he will leave this summer. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he will leave this summer. I think he closes out his contract. Probably, maybe you know, has one last hurrah in Portugal or whatever. I, who the hell knows? I. I don't. I don't know what goes on in his head. One thing that I do think about Cristiano, though, I was thinking about this today. Interesting metaphor. He, you think he stays? I, I suspect I think he leaves. No I, way. Zero. I, no way, Sam. If if Juventus don't qualify for the Champions League, there's think, no way. Yeah, I, I, there's I'd be no way. surprised if he stays. Well, well, no, no, De- definitely. But I think the plan is to keep him. I think if you don't make the Champions League as Juve, then the whole operation goes into crisis mode, and then there's a mm. lot of things that kind of change. Yeah. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna proclaim that I think with 100 certainty he will stay. I think it's dependent on a number of circumstances. I said that a minute yeah. ago. I just yeah. think if I had to guess, I don't think the plan is for him to leave. Um, so no, and, and listen, there's not. three games left. I'm still holding out hope. I don't know. I'm not convinced on the basis of what I've seen that will make it. But 
it's still it's still to play for. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing, but it's still to play for. I think it'll be decided pretty but, much against Sassuolo. If you don't win that game, it's over. Well, we're recording this pod on, on Tuesday the yeah. the 11th, so by the time you're listening to this listener, the game might have already happened in midweek. There's going to be midweek action uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. But yeah, And I'm I don't not know. even sure that you beat and... Sassuolo because Sassuolo want to oh, play no. in the Conference League. Definitely, definitely. Um, so... But, but I'm not even sure that having Cristiano is necessarily a good thing anymore. And it's weird because mm. you know what? And again, the metaphor I the metaphor I thought of today is, and this is it's so weird to say, you know, who doesn't want Cristiano Ronaldo? Who the fuck? How you have to be sick in the head to not want to? And I thought about this for a second, Nima. You were a lawyer, right? Before you were uh, a never journalist. a lawyer, but a legal degree. Yeah, you law had a legal degree. degree. Okay, perfect. law degree. Even, yeah, even even better. I have a law degree. I've never worked as a lawyer. Right? Why did you not? If you don't mind me Why? asking. Yeah, if you don't um, mind me asking. I decided against a career uh, in law uh, just right after law school. I didn't want to do it. I imagine that was a difficult decision for you to make, right? Yeah, because it was one think... of those decisions you make in life where you you that that is so difficult, but immature. That was very adamant. It was something like I was very grateful that I did it. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. And it taught me how to find information, relevant information quickly. And, and, and I learned. But I, I quickly realized that I didn't want to I didn't want to work uh, as a lawyer in the UK um, uh, at all, and I, since I had, I was studying in the UK, and so the alternative was to was where do I work? And I did not want to work in Sweden as a lawyer. The only place I could have thought doing that was the US, but that that was just before the credit crunch happened. My last year was just when the the great financial, the great recession happened. And so, so all the, you know, it was just one of those things that grew, grew out. And, and by then, I'd already kind of started. Uh, precursor to Semprinter and started writing about Italian football and really enjoyed doing that. So, that's, right. That so, listen, you're a little bit older than us. I'm kind of at a crossroads mm. in my life where I don't know what mm. path I want to take professionally. But mm. I think a lot of people have this moment at one point. I think a lot of people kind of have this. And, I, and Nick, I know we've discussed this privately as friends as well. I think a lot of people have this, this moment sometimes where they say, am I really happy in what I'm doing? This feels like the thing I should be doing. Oh. You know what I mean? But is it really what I want? I have stability. Oh. If I go into law, you know, if I, if I practice law, I may not be happy. It may not be what I want, but it might, you know, it, it'll, 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 it'll be stable. It'll get me social currency. My family will be happy with me. They'll be like, you know what? He's set. He's doing his own thing. If you go out and do something entrepreneurial, they might still, you know, people might still look at you and say, that's impressive, but it might take time. It's risky. Yeah. Uh, you might be more free. Oh, yeah. I, I think that Cristiano Ronaldo, having Cristiano having Cristiano in your team is like you going and practicing law. It's the thing that feels right. It's like the safe thing that should like it. it mm. it's, the, it's the thing that most people would look at and say, that's fantastic. But you know what? You make the decision to go another direction and maybe it's not all that bad. And maybe you actually have some weight lifted off your shoulders. You're free. You feel like you're in control of your own fate. Um, I, feel- I don't regret it one second. I w- it was a very good decision. That's where the situ- that's where the situation differs, though. If you want to look back, if you look back, Sam, from the beginning, do you do you as if you made the choice? But do you, as a fan, does or can you collectively speak for Juve fans? Do you regret bringing in Ronaldo? That's no. where that that's where this analogy. Why not? No, be, be, because because he brought us into mm. he brought us into into the stratosphere in terms of yeah. global marketability and branding, sure. but that's the thing, but here's the thing in the short in the short term, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing we keep hearing. 
right? That's the thing we keep hearing. It's like this, this, this. Does the, Chris, does the, does the Cristiano Ronaldo effect in terms of brand recognition and marketability carry forward when he leaves, right? Like, does that, is it, was it just a blip or is it, is it something that helped Juve jumpstart, I guess, like more global recognition? I guess that's for us, that's I'm for us convinced. to assess once he leaves. I guess I'm not I don't convinced. know how we would, but. I'm not convinced that it stays after he leaves. I think we are still, we were globally recognizable before him and we will be after, but I think it was at a different level with him but i think that i i i really do believe that without the pressure the financial pressure of, of paying him 60 million gross and 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 having to deal with never being able to take him off if he doesn't play well and i'm not going to be one of these guys who comes up maybe that'll maybe maybe the person that the the, the ronaldo critic might be a might be a hot take merchant that come that sneaks into our uh, our five aside but i don't know I, I just might not be a hot take anymore no but i just feel <laughs> like if he were to leave i feel like in some respect, this take Cristiano Ronaldo out of most sides in the world. You think, how the hell do they recover? I think in the case of Juve, I think Juve recovered just fine. I think they actually just go back to being able to be a bit more fluid and hybrid in the way they play and how they, how they go about winning. You're not necessarily dependent on having one player in your side who you can't take out because of the bad PR it would bring and you don't want to piss him off. In, in a lot of respects, he's bigger than the club. So it's just a weird dynamic it brings. And I, I'm not convinced that it's necessarily the healthiest option. I'm not saying we should get rid of him. I'm saying I don't actually care whether we keep him or not. If that makes I think sense. that makes perfect sense, actually. To me, that makes perfect sense. And that's exactly what Juve's strength has always been. No one's bigger than the club. Doesn't matter yep. if it's Del Piero or who it is. You, they gave away that. And that's why I think uh, that's another part of Feels why like I think this Juve... Yeah. yeah, a little bit. And and again, the hubris. Pride cometh before a fall. And yeah. I think that's that was part of it. But so I do think that Juve will get back to basics. I think Juve, Juve will get back to who Juve are. And that is that Juve first above all at all times well they have no choice because inter mean business now and as long as i'm going oh yeah that's um, the thing for me the mercato like this is something that that for me i mean for me the inter's mercato this summer is is just basically one thing keep the big players and get rid of vital and kolarov and bring in di marco and maybe maybe if you can cash in on joao mario and i don't know uh nine golan and if somebody's dumb enough to pay for dalbert then, then take it. I forgot about that guy. I, I love, I love how many crazy, how many crazy players are still on the books at top size. But uh, you see, that's the thing. Lazaro, spending I think Costa, Joao Mario. Like, yeah, I don't. No, know. I think, I think Valentino Lazaro. I think he's coming back to Inter. My, this isn't reporting. This is my gut feeling. I get the feeling that Inter look at him, and the feeling I get from, from, from his agent. You know between the lines when talking to him and, and, and being in contact with him and, and, and just reading everything. The way I read the tea leaves is that I think Valentino Lazaro is coming back to Inter. I think uh, uh, I think Andrea Ranocchia will extend by another year. This it's is crazy, last year. which is insane. No, I mean, which he's been good. I mean, as a backup player, he's been great. I, I, I just can't and, believe and, it. I just can't, no, I just I know, can't, I know. I can't believe it. But I mean, given the economic, yeah, but it's, it's, the, it's the economic climate. I think yeah. what, what I think it's basically like this. Skriniar, Defray, and Bastoni is the starting defense. As a backup to that, you'll have Ranocchia to Defray and D'Ambrosio to Skriniar. And then you, you, you're like, okay, Kolarov is out. So who do you bring in? Well, actually, you already have Matteo Darmian there, and he can play as a left central central back. So both him and Danilo D'Ambrosio can play as wing backs and on the on either side 
of that back three. And then you have Ranocchia covering. So that's your defense order. If you bring in Di Marco, a young player who's already on your books, back up to Perisic, and then you have Lazaro and Hakimi on the right-hand side. Now, Lazaro can play only on the right, but Hakimi can play on the right and the left. We know that Antonio Conte likes options. Yeah. So the, and all the, of a sudden, you guys look a lot more deep. You know, it's yeah, funny. Exactly. Several months, several months, several months exactly. ago, when things weren't going well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's been like a so it's about perspective. Yeah, and and so so what happens now is okay. So basically, all you have to do is move Arturo Vidal, um, and Alexander Kolarov, and that's like what gross. That's net. That's eleven million euros right there, and Inter wanna wanna cut by twenty percent. That's about. I mean, I'm guessing. Now, but from what I've read, that's about nine, eight, nine percent right there, just by getting rid of him. And then you good. have, yeah, that'll be very good. And then if you can cash in on Jean Mario, actually, when we're recording this, won the league with Sporting and he's been excellent there. There's first there's one in like there. twenty years as well. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's, he's a huge a accomplishment. Yeah, it is, and he was he's been really really good for them. And and if he can, you know, it seems that he wants to stay and they want to buy him back. And and even if they make a loss on that, it's still cash in that they didn't count on. Yeah. So and and then you don't have his wage, and then you have the nine Golan Cagliari. Cagliari seems to stay up. So. You know, if you can do something there and get send him on another loan, or or maybe even do some sort of maxi scambio with, with Cranio or whatever, that's great. Um, then then you're set. Um, yeah. I still think that this is this is going to be a mercato of, uh, uh, of il mercato dei poveri, if we put it that way, for everyone across Definitely. the board. I don't think nice. it's going to be yeah, it's going to be that important. I I do think that with Milan going to the Champions League, Tomori and Chanaloglu and and Di Donnarumma will resign, and that that's that's a sign. I mean, this is this is the reality we live in. That, that's that's massive. Tomori is huge for Milan. I, I love him. The, I love him. I mean, he has everything. I look at him as raw talent. And I look at him and I say, this guy can be one of the best in the world. Let's not forget that Romagnoli. Yeah, yeah I guess it's the birth on Canadian soil. I guess for Tomori, that that Calgary. That was a good omen. Yeah, Calgary really? in Canada. Huh? Calgary. He, he was he's capped at the Canadian youth level, I believe. Really? Yes. So internationally. In, so he grew up. I, I don't know. I don't know he what played, age he played with guys from. 10 minutes away from here in the oh. set up. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know what age he moved, but uh, yeah, capped at the youth level that I know. But look, uh, <laughs> let's not forget Alessio Romagnoli is the captain of Milan right now. And he's not, he's not getting a sniff in right now. I mean, Tomori shouldn't. Very he shouldn't. Why the hell should he? Tomori's been very impressive. <laughs> On merit. Yeah. 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 I mean, so. I mean, I don't think he'll accept it, but so I think if you can shift Romagnoli, and maybe bring it with Juve, who clearly apparently need to replace Chiellini. Uh, and and if they can, you know, apparently, no, <laughs> dude, 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 you have eyes. No, come on, I hate to say it, but yeah, it's it's this summer. It's it's Romagnoli's contract expires in summer of twenty two, right? So it's it's yeah. now or never. It's, yeah, it's if if we're to believe reports, right? I think it's uh, I think Milan offered him an extension at at a flat like uh, salary compared to what he's making now. And obviously, Raiola won't stand for that. So it's it's like it's 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 almost seems like it's now or never this summer, which is like something that's really just like developed. I mean, more than a couple of weeks now, but like relatively quickly from from captain to you know you're probably gonna get sold in the summer. Yeah. It's a which quick I just think it, which I think is good for Milan. I've yeah, been, I agree. I agree. I, I agree. I mean, never been on that bandwagon. I don't understand what people saw in him. I don't. Well, Nima, it was, and like I've I've told Sam this like. I guess, like, I don't know, in the last few weeks, too, I guess when all this has been developing, it's just Romagnoli was a star in a, in a, 
in a team and in a climate where like the club was so bad, like it was so bad and so poor and, and the fans were just rabid to, to see another star in their, in their starting 11. And obviously like Donnarumma became that, but, but, but Romagnoli, I mean, was, was even there before the, 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 you know, the Donnarumma's, you know, rise to, to the first team that that's what it was right i mean a young player coming in at like uh, it was it was pretty big fee at the time when he got transferred like somewhere near like 30 something million euros it's Massive. just we 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 needed a uh, a star to grab onto and like i think now is quite clear that maybe he's like a slightly above average defender maybe like I would slightly take, I, would take I would happily yeah like i would well you know what sam you can have him good for you but like, I mean, for Juve as a backup player, I think he can do something there, sure. Uh, but but I mean, he's not an alpha either, right? Like no. he just he does not suit the armband, and, and like no, no, he shouldn't be a captain. It's a, it's a, it's no. a silly, silly, no. silly thing to do. But it just turns out, I mean, it just goes to show how that Milan with uh, Fasone and, and Mirabelli. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, how what a clusterfuck of a mistake that was. You talk about incompetence. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll stand for this. Sure. He, was, he was very highly touted at Roma and he he came in I mean let's not forget well but, Sam that's not the regiment that brought that's not the regiment that brought that no. brought Romagnoli in we're not talking about that but no but but but, but no but, but but just but just in general I think I think to, to, to compare some of the some of the transactions that Fasone and, and Mirabelli did to to bring in in Romagnoli. really Sam it made sense it made sense he was with you guys for quite some Cali niche Ricardo Rodriguez Gustavo no was Gustavo Gomez before that too I don't even have to go on man I don't I'm, need to get I'm, angry I'm right say, now I'm saying Romagnoli's nowhere near that poor of course of course not of course not sam but but what i was what i was trying to emphasize was the fact that he was the star the diamond in the rough in a squad where like it's literally that a diamond in the rough everything else around him was the rough and like he looked like a diamond in the rough anyways i guess that's more of the way to put it he looked like he was a diamond in the rough but now you know when you when you're when you're starting to bring in you know Nima, when's the last time that Milan actually brought in like a like a, just a center back that you're able to watch, like you just said, and you see the raw talent there? Like, my God, like if it was Thiago it, Silva was the last right, one. right, exactly. Thiago Silva was the last one that you didn't know who it was, but before he arrived, and when you saw him play, you're like, whoa, this is this is good. And it's like that's what's happening right now. It's you, you we realize now when we, we we bring in a center back with the qualities that we just haven't seen at the club in so long. Like that's when it becomes quite evident. And like and I mean honestly, like credit to Pioli too for having the for having the balls to even bench Romagnoli and that I mean, I know he gave him a bit of a long leash. I think there was like a spell of like two, three match days where he was like atrocious. I mean, the game against Inter where Lukaku made him look like a, a Sunday league footballer. You talk about Skriniar being bad, lateral, moving laterally and behind him. I mean, I, uh, Romagnoli looked like he was wearing 20-pound weights as boots. But, but you know, like credit to Pioli. Too, but yeah, I, I can agree. You imagine, can you imagine how good, good Tomori is going to look when he learns Italian and he can actually speak to his coach without his coach <laughs> nodding along, pretending not to... I love that. That was a, such a funny clip. Oh. Nima, did you see that from like a week yeah, ago? it was very funny. Was, uh, I, 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 have, I have so much... I mean, look, I look at Milan's team and I'm like, this is so fucking young and so talented. I would be very... Like me, the Milan team, I would... You don't really need that many reinforcements you need maybe a good backup for tail uh but i mean the calabria and gabia thing that turned out really well this season yeah yeah 
I think we we need. I think striker really is number one yes. priority. And, like, and also someone right. I mean, Brian Diaz is on loan, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, and you need to sort that out. Uh, and then you need to Manjukic needs to leave. Um, yeah, he needs to donate the rest of his salary. Yeah, he, <laughs> like he did in March. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it's obvious that Zlatan is not not quite. Yeah. He's, he's 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 of he's of tremendous. Yeah. He's not. But you he's cannot not, play. Not no, yeah. no, 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 no. You have to be careful with him. What's, because what's his, his prognosis? Body... What's his prognosis on on uh, on that that knock that he took the other day? So, uh, he could be. He, yeah, that's what games, I saw. That's what yeah. I saw too. But I mean, if we win the next two games, I mean, we're pretty much in the Champions League. So I don't even know if he would come back for that last one. I don't think so either. I think it would be silly to do that. And I think also he wants to play in the Euros. And then, but most importantly, he needs to rest. Properly. He could be of use to you guys. He could be of total use to the Swedes, but I think oh. can't be. Oh, no, that. I know. No, no, no. He will start next to Alexander Isak. I mean, the, the Sweden is my, I mean, if we're talking Euros, Sweden is my dark horse to win the damn thing. Wow. Because what, he does, because what he does at this team, at the, in this team is exactly what he does at Milan. It's a very young, hungry, exciting team. And if he goes there with his mentality and his concentration and with young, with, with a, with a, tactical soundness that the current coach has they can they can they will cause teams trouble yeah, it's not I, I egos really... latin of 10 years ago going in no no it's, it's not nowhere in it. he's a father now yes, he's a yeah, father exactly. now and and it's it's a different is a senat he's really become a senatore but he's also, he's admitted that too right like he yeah. he's even came out and said that being that father figure is almost what's like rejuvenated him because he's around yeah. so many of these young players at, at, at milan you know and like Obviously, I mean, in training too, he's obviously an impeccable in training, right? We we like we know we know all these stories we hear and anecdotes from from teammates and whatnot. And it's like he still has to keep up with these young guns, right? Too as as hard as he trains, like he still needs to keep up the pace and whatnot. And it's just all of that in combination of the father figure and and you know just being around all that youth. It's like it, it's it's I, I think it's really what's what's helped prolong his career because like I know Sam and I have spoken about it too on like a prior pod who would have thought that Ibrahimovic would have returned to Europe after going to the MLS, right? Whenever no you go to, no when you, when you, when you, whenever you choose to go to the MLS, that's you get it, buying your casket and getting ready to like crawl in. It, you know, like he's unbelievable. It's just, it's just typical him. He always writes I history. I don't know yeah. if I could, I don't know if I would trust him though. His hair is a little greasy. I don't know if you guys saw in the in the Milan game the other day. He had some weird stuff going on in the back of. The oh, because he got cut, Sam. You missed. You must have missed that. It's because he got oh, cut. Oh, I saw the cut, but what was it? Was that Vaseline they put in? His yeah, face isn't that it, it, it's to block off the, the bleeding? Isn't that what they use for boxers? Like pre-match yeah. too, they rub it on you so that you don't so that you don't get cut. So that the makes box so much kinda... sense because I was like, what what have I been missing? What have I? Been and aren't missing? you aren't you like a you combat sport? Aren't you a combat sport enthusiast? You're being exposed right now. No, I thought of it right away. I was like Vaseline. <laughs> it had to have been Vaseline. You're not letting anything slide, Nick, are you? Never, especially now that I'm back. Now that I'm back. But I was, I was like, what am I missing? Have I, have I been watching Zlatan for the past 15 years? Uh, Nima, this happens, this happens behind the scenes too. I don't let Sam get away with it. I love it. I love it. Guys, you know, look, 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 look. Whenever look. you fuck around, I love it. Guys, Absolutely we, love it. We, we've discussed We've discussed our three clubs at length. There's a lot of other things I wanted to get to. We've been going on a long time, though. I think we could veer into the five aside. Now, let's get into it. Just I love veered into it. Just like one 20... thing. Just one yeah. thing. Did there you is... see? Yeah. Did you see Vigorito's epic meltdown, the Benevento president? Uh, I saw tweets very, uh, like, I saw tweets very quickly. I did not look into is, it. Is you he, have to, he, if that, tell is us. He, wait, is Vigorito who? Chiro Vigorito. Um... No, what's his name? Is the, the stadium Benevento? named after him? 
I think it's named after his dad or something. Oh my god! Um, so are they a dynasty? Because I have no, I, I am just totally unaware of that. Yeah. No. What's his gonna, name? I was gonna god, say if you go to eat for. I thought you said Vignato for a second. I'm thinking of the Bologna player, but no, no. Okay, so. Oreste Vigorito. Oreste Vigorito yeah. is his name. And Great name. He, uh, I, I, let me just basically read to you what he said. Is, you this, is this after the Cagliari game the other day? This is after the Cagliari, because I was watching that game because I love the relegation battle in the city. I always really interested. That, I mean, I can't believe we've done a whole pod for over an hour now and we haven't even discussed mm, that. That it was, was amazing. one of the and, games and, of the season. I don't know how that penalty didn't get called in Benevento's favor. Well, that's I don't the thing. Just, it, well, I, don't I mean, that's it. the thing. I mean, he was like, the referee gave it and then VAR planned. But but basically, the way Vigorito went off, I mean, you have to think that he said this in the thickest Neapolitan dialect I have ever heard. Like, it was, as Gab Marcotti tweeted at me, good friend, he said, it was like watching local TV from Naples in the 80s. I love it. It was, it was pure, pure comedy. I mean, he I goes, do a pretty good Napolitan accent. So yeah, but you have to, you could you type out, could you type out? The, <laughs> no, the, the, I, I, can, I can't. I want to learn Neapolitan. I want to learn Neapolitan, but I can't. But basically, I'll say it in English, but basically what he says is, I've never talked about the referees, but I received messages from Naples and and, the, and everyone else who said me that every time that you want to kill a club, you send Mazzoleni to do the VAR. <laughs> we may as well just remove the VAR because it's just extra excuse for their usual cazzate. We're losing a year of sacrifices and hard work while he sits on his ass on a bench watching TV, making the wrong decisions. It's shameful. I've never talked about referee. I'm not a normal president. I, I've for 15 years, non detto un cazzo. But today I'm going to, I mean, it was, it was, I, I, I sat I there, go, I, I sat there on my ass going, is this actually happening? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> called I, really this? I called this, Nick, did I not call this three years ago? I said, you know, what's going to happen is three years ago. We're going to start to find out who these VAR guys are. We're going to say, oh, fuck, so-and-so's on VAR. Not that not that bloke. He's terrible on VAR. I called this. I said, we're going to – coaches – excuse me, referees who go into the VAR box are going to develop reputations as being good or bad on VAR. We're going to find out who they are. Because, listen, I get I get that in the interest of transparency, you want to say who's in the VAR booth. I got it now. I think when they want to totally kill a team from, from this – when they want to kill a team from the south, they put Mazzoleni in charge of VAR. It's become his calling in life. I've never said anything against the, on the referees in 15 years, and I support the VAR, but they're sat in there nice and cozy, justifying their own bullshit. Mazzoleni's job is to sit on his ass and watch a TV screen, but he can't even do that properly. I'm not a normal president. I'm President Vigorito. Check your records. I haven't said a fucking thing in 15 years on what they've done and what they've said. This is the first time I'm saying it. People like this must leave the world of football. If not, we will leave people like me will leave the world of football and you'll be left alone with Mazzoleni <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a world in which there are only referees see, you have to see that well and and what poor Alessandro Bonan makes the mistake of saying um okay questo sfogo and he doesn't get like okay let's let raccogliamo questo sfogo let's let's gather this there's this outburst and he goes off on another outburst and he said saying i've not and he says this is not an outburst don't you dare talk to me like that i haven't said a goddamn thing fucking thing for 15 years i i i, I don't say anything about the cazzate che dite le cazzate che fate and it, I, I mean it was just like this this wasn't this wasn't like i i'm sure it's a youtube classic so i'm sure it's out there it is absolutely brilliant my favorite is when he gets so angry vergogna it's uh, it, Sam, 
Nick, you have to watch this. This is first thing I'm watching when we get off this call. Oh yeah, this is this is everybody. Look, go See, on the YouTube. I've got go the on whatever. Nim, I've got the quote here, but it's in proper Italian via Rai Sports. So there's no way that he said. Because here's what I here's what I'm reading. Okay, if I'm reading this, here's what I'm reading. Right. Tutta l'Italia ha visto, tranne il signor Mazzoleni. Dopo 15 anni parlo di un arbitro, dico qualcosa che mi farà mandare via prima, dei, prima del campionato. That's obviously not how he sounded. Right? No, no that's way. That's yeah. not what he said. That's so when I'm gonna, I'm all to... the cazzate and, and all the... I could try to... Uh, yeah, I could try to... I could try to... No sure. I could try to... It was, a lot of sh- it was a lot of sh as well, like, you know, the classic Campania dialect. Mi sono arrivati messaggi da Napoli e da altre exactly. parti... Quando uh, si vuole ammazzare il sud, mettono lui al bar. Exactly. E anche uh, dopo il signor Mazzolini, capi? Yes. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's, it, it, it's art. It's, I, I have not enjoyed myself that much uh, in my look, life. And look, I feel look, so look. bad for Alessandro Bonan, who barely I, I am very... Listen, credit to Cagliari. Listen, if Benevento had gotten a result, it would have been against the run of play. Cagliari did pretty well. Yeah, Night Hernandez looked... Excellent. I don't know if you guys saw the third goal to put the icing on the cake, yeah, like an injury brilliant. time. Brilliant shimmy down the right flank. But they created a lot. They to, I think they deserve to stay up. They've really, yeah. really done a hell of a lot the last month. But yeah. man, I would love to see Benamento stay up. I mean, it would have to be at Cagliari's expense, which looks incredibly unlikely at the moment. Mm-hmm. Even less likely than you by making the Champions League, goddammit. But I would love it if Benamento could stay up because I've told Nick, I told you this. I love their stadium. I love older Me stadiums. Too. I Me love, too. and I love the fact that Salernitana are now coming up. And I'd love to see yeah. three teams in Campania because you get more of this shit. You get yeah. More, yes, more you will. And this is exactly what I want. Uh, and, and, and I love this shit. You know, we're that. already I, getting I, it. I, we're already I, getting I, it. I, listen, only in Italy moment this week. Oh yeah, uh, Claudio Lotito. Vigorito. No, yeah, no, no. Lotito. There's this double. No, th- th- we could we could make this like a com- This is this is a Campania moment, I guess. The, oh, yeah. the, Vigori- I the Vigorito it. thing is totally different. This is this is an o- that's an only in Campania moment. This is an only in Italy moment. The fact that Claudio Lotito is now the owner of two Serie A clubs. But he has to sell one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know, of course. But isn't it hilarious? Because apparently there were rumors a few years ago that Sal- that Salernitana almost got promoted, and he was vehemently against that idea. He was hoping he was pulling against them. He was pulling against mm. them to go up because he. I mean, knew we'll see to... what happens. I mean, what he does, but it's it's quite clear that he won't be able. I mean, does he sell Lazio? I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody walks in because he's been there for quite some time. He's taken them as far as he can take them, so maybe it's time for him to do that. I'm not, you know, again, that's anything can happen. Uh, he doesn't have much time either, right? Thirty days, I think I read. Yeah. Which is like, how do you? Who's like, gonna buy? That's... So, but, but that does not bode well for Salernitana, man. That really does not because. Because honestly, there should be a rule against owning two clubs, at, at least at the pro level. You know what I mean? Like from City at Chi up, they should say that once you get up to City at Chi, yeah, if you have a team in City A, that's it. Where's the fun in that, Sam? Well, exactly. It wouldn't be. No, I, 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 I hope that, I mean, given that Vigorito is, is Benevento through and through, he's been there 15 years, and, and, and you have De Laurentiis, who is, and, and then Zio Rocco, who I die for. Who also after the game uh, against when they beat Lazio was Comiso show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Nick, Nick doesn't and... like that, but I think he's I think he's great, man. You don't know if you saw it. No, I don't like. In, no. in his in his Bron Calabrese accent, 
I love it. Perfect Italian. me, me, me. He sounds like my grandfather. Okay, okay. And I love him. Okay. And I, I love him. And he goes. Visto che sei bravo. Visto che sei bravo. Visto che. Guarda che come, 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 come non si può fare così. Okay. I, I love him. I absolutely love him. And then the accordion, like everything about him, I fucking love him. Did you see him? I mean, the the viral clip uh, a couple weeks ago of uh, him juggling with uh, with Dusan Vlaovic, yeah, that's, and then that's what and I then, was referring. No, but to. then, that's but then, but then, but then, this weekend, I think yeah. it was this weekend. Nick, Nick, he, maybe you, maybe you didn't hear because because I know your 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 parents are from Le Marche. You're a little bit more. You're a little bit more. I don't know. You're a little bit more refined than than the way that Rocco, that, Ro, that Rocco Benito speaks in uh, maybe a little bit. Calabres Bronx. No, bit. I literally just said. Yeah, he. Quant, quant, oh, that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, like yeah, how, yeah. Since you juggled with me, how many goals have you scored? And he's, it's true. I mean, he's he's, no, he's brilliant. I mean, I, I I think that that project will because I, I think he's done a lot of good things on the side, and he's calmed down, and he's learned how Florence works now. That's I, exactly. Yeah, and I and, and I think Gattuso is perfect for that club. I think Gattuso. I've I've been anyone who listens and follows me on social media and, and has heard me on podcasts has heard me bitch and moan about please Gattuso go to Fiorentina please Sarri go to Roma, but that's one of them ain't happening. But but Gattuso to Fiorentina can actually happen and it will be really interesting. And you know what's gonna happen there? There's gonna be like an Allegri Agnelli type bond, except instead of doing the Torino thing and and having breakfast together and going for runs, they're just gonna be smacking each other in the head. No, they're gonna be they're gonna be hugging each they're gonna be hugging each other and uh, they're gonna be hugging each other in the morning and they're gonna be having uh, I don't know they're gonna be having like uh, spuntino and wine together. You know, I but, um, I, lo- I love Siorocco. I I absolutely I mean, and and I love how he speaks perfect Italian, but sometimes he goes come si dice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. if he doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Nah, so 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 <laughs> let's let's give let's give let's give uh, let's give Dusan Mlavic and Rocco Comiso collective hero of the week here. And and uh, Nick as Milan and Juve fans, let's give let's give Dusan Mlavic and Rocco Comiso hero of the week for killing Lazio in the Champions League race and the Urito is my hero of the week. I want to give a quick I want to give a quick stronzo before we get into our five aside to Marco Verratti's lower body. Um yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be out. I think it's four to six weeks now. It looks like he's gonna miss another major tournament. Luckily, I mean, there's a World Cup next year. He'll be 30 years old. Who steps in? Who steps in in the starting eleven? Quick, rapid fire. Manuel Locatelli. Yeah. Manuel Locatelli. I think so. 100%. Yes, without has a doubt, to has to be. But uh, well, I guess he, 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 who I think is going to Juve as well. So I love know. that. You know, I don't know. I don't know if we have the money for it, but if we could somehow yeah, pull that together, I think, ex- off- I think his contract expires soon. So if we could know. offload Ramsey, maybe get a little plus Valenza there, that could be that could be good. But I know we got to generate some, and we got to generate something, man, because we got Rugani, Decilio, and Douglas Costa all coming back. Now I I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see how that pans out. I'm not gonna put that out in the universe. <laughs> And they, Nino, Nima, I know how you know you hate. I know you love the you hate the superstition. You, you, I, I love it. I, it's, I, yeah. no, I, I'm, I don't do it, but you all do it, and then you project it on me. Yeah. You're fucking gufate. I don't. I don't do gufate. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, it, you didn't have to. You, you, you're, you're, you're scudetto winner this year, and you haven't done any corni or you haven't done any, uh, any, any Persian evil eye uh, bowing down like my, like my, like my girlfriend's family does. Like a lot, like most people I know do. To be fair, and you. you you still, you still, uh, you still came out on top. So maybe, maybe crazy thought, but maybe uh, you doing ridiculous, ridiculous borderline pagan, uh, exuding borderline pagan behavior in your in your bedroom, in your house, in the within the confines of your of your room. Maybe it actually doesn't have an effect on 
maybe it actually doesn't have an effect on outcomes in the sporting world. Hey guys. Cra- crazy prospect. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know what happened. No, no you, you, cu- you cut up for a sec. Anyway, I was just, we were, I was agreeing that, uh, that, 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 Superstition is uh, is ridiculous. No, I don't do. I I think it's funny. I just I don't do the fucking gufata, and you guys project it on me, and I think it's hilarious. No, it's, I think I did it once. I think I did it once, and you're like, oh, stop with this. So now I'm do it. <laughs> no, I'm it's, it's because I'm so used to everyone doing it. Look to me, like you do it. Carlo does it. John does it. Like everyone is like, stop with it. James Horncastle. Everyone says, oh, we haven't we haven't shouted out. I, I mean, I know you alluded to. I know you alluded to it. We haven't. This is ridiculous. But catch Nima on the Italian Football Podcast uh, at Ital Foot Pod on on Twitter. Uh, you could subscribe to them on Patreon. I do. I listened into their uh, to their interview with Antonio Nocerino last week. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, his his English is very endearing. I I know. I I, I love I love that interview. Nick actually. It's it's his it's his it's time in Orlando City that uh, that helped the brush up his English. Nick, you know precisely. And Nick and Nick Nick used to love him. He was a style. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Why, think, I don't. It's Nick because Ibrahimov, like It's because Ibrahimovic made him look like he was a million times the like the player he actually was. I think that's why. I don't know why. I I, I really liked him. He, he was had smart. Like, he was smart. He, he had energy. Know, well, he said it on Nima's pod. He he kind of, he was smart enough to infer the way Zlatan uh, for sure from the way that Zlatan played what it was he would have to do to be successful and he and he uh, and he implemented it. So no, I think he also looks a little like you, Nick. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Subscribe <laughs> to the subscribe to the Italian Football Podcast if you want. Thank you guys. Thanks. A little Appreciate a little it. more uh, a little more consistent a little bit more uh, a little bit more um, a little bit more big time I guess. Why, why don't we get to uh, why don't we get to the uh, to the five aside here? So so look. Real quick, five-sided takes. Nick and I are going to run through it together. Nima, you were supposed to do this with Rahul, with Sharma, but uh, unfortunately, I, I haven't I haven't actually mentioned this, but he had to back out for personal reasons, unfortunately. The whole point of doing this was actually that it'd be an intergenerational pod, but uh, very happy to at least have had you on still. Thank you for, uh, for still doing this. And you're going to have to carry the load of this five-aside yourself now. We'll have to get Rahul on some other time when he's, uh, when he's uh, um, a little, when he's in a better position. Place. place to do so yeah so so yeah let's uh let's start off with you so again this isn't necessarily like this could this could just be a take that you tend to see on social media that is put out as a serious one but that when you when you when you when you when you take a cold scratch the surface like, hey, like well, a radish what? yeah exactly well, well, is there any the is there anything here there's yeah, no there there's nothing there um it's it's my five-a-side and goal i have the mentality merchant the guy who doesn't know, who think, who covers anything and everything that he can't, that he lacks the tools and understanding to explain by, it's our mentality, bro. We lack the mentality. You were knocked out, bro, because we lack the mentality. Pirlo has a weak mentality. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Conte yes. has a strong mentality because uh, he yells a lot. He's a strong mentality. He has a strong mentality. It's the like team has, has a strong mentality. Absolutely nothing to do with men. Like the guy who uses mentality to cover up his own, you know, I call him the mentality merchant. So no. I like that one. It feels like everyone on the East. It feels like half of the East Coast. Half of the East Coast. <laughs> half, I like half, that one. Half, half, half of the Italian Americans on the East Coast in New York. They just, they just blurt that one out. Nick, uh, do you want to go first or do you, can... Because I, I got a re- I got a really good one here that I want. go for it go for it we don't want kind, we, we it's want kind it. of in, yeah it's kind of in the same in the same the same ilk in goal I'm gonna put the following take uh, he brings the passion very similar very similar a grinta you can add yeah. for uh, so, uh, culture yeah, this this is the duo and yeah he he yeah yeah you know I, I like Catuso I you know he's he's uh, he he's got the passion he brings the passion he's got la grinta you know I think he, uh, I think that, I think that kind of uh, permeates the the Napoli side and uh, I don't know he's, he's he's got the he brings the passion 
What does that even mean? What does bring the passion mean? Does it mean you yell a lot? There's a case to be made. Like Andrea Pirlo is not a very, is not a very passionate speaker. You know, I the problem is that he's, that a very, that's he's a, not a he's not a charismatic person. Yeah. That's what the thing. It's about communication and charisma yeah. and getting people to listen to you. Yeah, Pirlo is introverted. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's a different way. It's just a it's just a really dumbed down way of saying. Yeah, he is he has a high emo he is he has high EQ and he's very good at, uh, at firing up his players. I don't know though, like Mourinho at Roma. I don't know. He brings the passion. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It's basically if you're vocal, if you're you're vocal on the touchline, if you're vocal in the media, if you go. Serse Cosmi brings the passion. <laughs> yeah, D- DJ said does not bring much else. The legend. <laughs> I love him at Cotone. I just <laughs> you gotta feel bad. I mean, you gotta feel bad. Like uh, like Simpson uh, verbal meme. Stop, stop. He's already dead. Like Roma going after them five 0 I actually, I really liked. I really liked Mkhitaryan and Mayoral at, at Roma. But Mayoral, especially the last few weeks in particular, has kind of impressed me. It'll be interesting to see what the hell happens to Mkhitaryan when Mourinho comes in because yeah. it's worse nightmare right now. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think if I were if I were Paolo Maldini, I would be calling up that agent because he's a coming on a he can come on a free transfer. I would Mkhitaryan is a ideal uh, a vice Chanogu that would be that would be that would be not oh, a bad idea. I I, I think he's ideal. Yeah, well, what could go wrong with having a Turk and an Armenian uh, fight for the same position? I forgot about that. I didn't think about that. Fighting, just fighting in general. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. So, so, so no, it makes sense from a technical standpoint. I, yeah. Anyway, you <laughs> must start starting at center back. You fucking nuked that idea. What, what, <laughs> do what, do, what do we got? What do we got at center back, Nima? No, I, I actually had I had the Grinta merchant as well because this is this is such a broad thing. People talk about passion, or, yeah. or I have a I have a thing. <laughs> I gotta choose my words really carefully here, but Inter heart. If I listen to someone else says, I love I love X player. He has Inter heart. I swear to God, I will gouge my eyes out. I will disembowel myself with a wooden spoon. It's every, like, but maybe every club has you know he's he he brings lo stile Juve. He's got the he's got the inter heart. Ruga, yeah, Rugani, lo stile Juve, because even though he's shit, do you know what I mean? Or or someone like uh, Kuz, or, I don't know, not Kuzmanovic, but they used to, you know, I don't know, Nagatomo. He has inter heart, and 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 I I, I misspell that. No, 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 no. Javier Zanetti, Javier Zanetti has inter heart. Exactly. Javier Zanetti has inter heart. No, but he was also a quality but, player, and <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 I, but I, but I mean that's a, that's the thing. Just, just being a lovable figure doesn't make yeah, you exactly and worthy, that's worthy exactly of my point. having. And, a, and I and I and I and I misspell that on purpose with an A, like Bret Hart, just to, <laughs> because it's so stupid. Stonks, stonks. Huddle, huddle, huddle your bit, huddle your, huddle your Dogecoin, huddle heart with an A. This is the little yeah, heart, inter heart. He has inter heart. I like Nagatomo. He has inter heart. I'm like, oh, good, good for you. Nick, who, <laughs> who's who's our who's our center back? I'll let you. I'll let you pick. Uh, I'll let you pick this one. Yeah, I'm I'm debating between two here, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make my choice. It's so it's, it doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue as well as both of your last choices, but. The unsubstantiated take merchant, and, and I'll explain it a little bit just because it again doesn't roll off the tongue as well. People who make these unsubstantiated retrospective takes about the game that are impossible to prove, impossible to even really debate because time is past, time is it's, it's stuff is in the past. And I'll give you one, I'll give you one that I uh, I, I did some digging, so I wanted to find an example. I 
went back into uh i think it was 2019 some this guy on twitter had one of the worst takes of all time and you just can't like you you actually have to kind of even pull it up but sam i know we've i know we've uh, spoken about the because we have we have someone in our in our circle that we know i know i know we, a... yeah well you well you well here's the thing here's the thing let's change his name let's change his name in the interest of this pod um you you here here look and listeners nick literally said okay one guy that we absolutely have to include is just the person who gives the type of takes that that Rocco gives. I don't know. His name's not Rocco, but, no, but yeah. his name. like that. You literally said this guy. Like any take yeah. that comes out of this guy's mouth is of this ilk. So here, here, here. I have, I have like a, a random, like just a random example. So, and it, it, and it's always spurred by, it's always spurred by BR football or whatever because it's list your unpopular opinion about football. And it's like, this is what one guy said: An Aguero-led Argentina would have would have won a Copa America slash World Cup with no Messi in the squad. Okay, like we'll never know, but fascinating thought, like. Yeah. Like you know, I I can't stand when like I Th- can't stand contribution. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks to me. Like go sit down now. Like it's like I for someone and you know what we've just been doing in these last however long we've been on. You know, like just discussing football. Like I can't I can't stand talking about the game and and everything that surrounds it with people who who are like so adamant in their takes about well this would have happened in the past if this happened. It's like. Why, why are we even like discussing this? It's nothing that could even be like logically spoken about or, or, or not proven because it happened in the past, but I don't know, just the, the unsubstantiated the take say, merchants, it's, you know, it's, it, but it's, it's stated as fact. You know what I mean? They treat it as fact. Exactly. Like, sure. like, like mm-hmm. if, if then, if Messi hadn't played for Argentina and Aguero led the line, then they would have won. Yeah. Okay. So you, so basically just a ridiculous, a ridiculous claim that, that will never be known. Because you can't go back in time. That's what you right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, so we're we're on to Nima center mid here. Yeah. No. No. I'm I'm First playing a uh, two one one. So it's two okay. central defenders. Okay. Okay. The goalkeeper to two one one. So so next to him is the Mercato meltdown merchant, the guy who has a meltdown over precisely everything. Uh, I remember I my my favorite. I'm not gonna name him. This is built on an actual person who went back on a forum in Sweden. You, I remember when, when I started writing about Italian football, it was this forum and it was Interfans and he was having a complete meltdown be, and saying that Inter were stupid and idiots for sending away Destro, Mattia Destro to buy as part payment and Bonucci as part payment to Genoa to bring in Motta and Milito because Milito was 31 years old and you have to build young and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, the Mercato merchant, the Mercato meltdown merchant. Whatever you do is everything the club doing is club does is wrong. He'll he'll pick it he'll pick it apart for some fucking stupid reason. And even after the fact, when you interwin the treble and everything is fantastic, still won't back down. Okay. And, so- and Mattia <laughs> Destro scoring a goal. Do you know what I mean? And Bonucci becoming whatever he became is his reason. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I, I, I think, yeah, I, kind of in a similar in a similar vein here. Um, one of our two midfielders, Nick, has to be. Um, the, the this is the t- okay. This is the take. The take is just he's the future. He's the future. 
Oh, just so, just blanket. <laughs> just that's it. It ends there. <laughs> oh, but 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 here's the thing. There are externalities to this take. So the person who's who's given the take, who's who's sharing the take, values youth over everything. Values youth over everything. So that's the primavera merchant. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, way. That's a good way of, of so so describing. yeah, sure. So Destro direct swap for Milito, which I know it wasn't, it wasn't a direct swap one for the other, but if it were, if it were, that would have been a bad deal because Nima, as you said, see Destro, Destro is young and we want young and we want to, we want the next young talent. And Milito, you see, he's on the wrong side of 30, he's old. So we don't want him because he has nothing to offer to us now. Never mind the fact that Diego Milito went on to win number of trophies with you guys it was a bad call because Destro is young bro so that's that's just it and again but again you see that you see this a lot Nick and Nick we 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 fuck around about this all the all the goddamn time we always we always we always joke about team team teams having a couple of young players in the side that are Italian and 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 everyone just going nuts going nuts saying holy shit Holy shit. He's young. He's Italian. He's amazing. And listen, I'm guilty of this. It sounds like you. I was going to say, it sounds like you when you, times, thought the, when you thought the, that you, the U21s. 2017, U- I bet. I actually pointed this out to someone the other day because there was some thread on Twitter where, where people were having an argument of some kind. I don't this is, Nima, this is, this is the chronicles of, Sam's, of Sam and gambling, actually. It goes back. It, 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 goes, it goes even I further back. I was just going to say, oh, listen, gonna say listen, is this another Sam gambling story? Yeah, yeah listen to this. Listen I've to made this. maybe like 10 bets in my life. So and I, they've I, all I lost. To, I don't want people to think I'm a degenerate. I'm really not. But Hello, I have these weird, I don't know, sometimes I just I get weirdly attached to a certain idea. Okay, so someone said, I think it was the Couch at podcast, so me or Nick, who made the argument that, whatever it was, I don't remember what the hell was being discussed. Then I just replied, I also made the argument that Andrea Petagna would lead Italy to glory at the 2017 U21 Euro and bet my Sunday league team's whole budget on it. So definitely take anything I may have ever said with a grain of salt. I've been, yeah. I'm guilty of this. I, listen, the blinders with Andrea Petagna are still on because he was once 22 and Italian and playing for Atalanta. So, I got to say something with a Petagna. I think I, I, I'm still not ready to call like call the day on him because I, I think players... No, but the reason for that is because players of his physique and that style, they usually bloom later on in their careers. Like it's very rare for them to bloom early, like a Lukaku or a Zlatan. And Lukaku, to be honest, really bloomed now, really came to age now. He was he was good at Everton, and but he kind of, you know, he was didn't really do well at United. He was good at Anderlecht. But Zlatan is like kind of big, strong. I mean, Duvan Zapata is another example. 27 above succeeded. Bobo Vieri is, a, is an ex, is, is kind of an exception to that. He started he started doing really well again. So I think I I don't think Petania is. I'm not ready to call call him. You know, say that it's over. But but he might be playing Champions League football next year. Listen, he is yeah. he's back up to Victor Rossi, man, who scored like ten goals and thirteen starts this yeah. year. Right? I mean, it's 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 what. And he's still he's young. He's not that old. He's twenty five. He'll be twenty six this year. He's not young anymore, right? It's just that's but that's the thing. That's the thing. He was once 22 in Italian. He's the future, bro. That's the take. The future, bro. He's the future, bro. He's the future, bro. So uh, you're, you're, you're one midfielder, Nima. You're one midfielder. Yeah, my number 10. Uh, my fantasista. Um, it, it, it can only be. It's my capitano. It's my number 10. It's, 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 it's Mr. Premface, as uh, Carlo calls him. It's the Premier League fans and their fucking Premier Premfacery takes yeah. with comparing... Van Dyke with Maldini with the, the, this other who was this idiot who 
compared Foden with Maradona. And I just... Oh, my God. I saw that. Yeah, he said Foden is the closest thing to Maradona that we've seen in and the I'm last, like, like no, whatever. Yeah, That yeah. gives me a migraine. And how like, many How many starts does Phil Foden have in his career? Like, look, less, than 50, less than 50? <laughs> but he's a great young player. We don't know yeah. what will happen. But the Maradona thing, the Van Dyke Ridiculous. thing. Here's the thing, though. Um, Nima, Nima, Nima. This is listen. This this person isn't gonna get into our into our five, but the alternative, like the opposite. Oh no! Wait, you might be. You might be. You. Uh, no, I don't know. know. It's definitely not the guy. The guy who gets offended when anyone ever compares a current player to someone from his generation. Okay, never mind. God then. forbid. You know, like God forbid that the you say comparing is fine. Yeah, but I, I know. But... but you know, but some people get some people get just just ridiculously offended if you say I think. I think Mbappe could be as good at I don't know. I, I Mbappe is not a great example because I think it's pretty universally accepted accepted that he's generational. Someone might say mm. Lewandowski is better than Van Basten. I don't know. And someone mm. else may say, "No way, that's ridiculous." I grew up watching Van Basten, and then I know oh, <laughs> yeah, there'll never yeah. be another Van Basten. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. People are sometimes tribal to the, the 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 period of football that they grew up watching. Sometimes I don't know sort of the opposite but no, no I, I, I know I, what you I, mean i know what you mean i know what you mean now my number 10 is is my capitano because i think that that's the like the king of, yeah that's a good one i mean mr prim faces carlo calls in yeah. <laughs> and i so sam sam our next pick our, our next pick i think is uh highly correlated with being a, a mr prem face and it's the uh farmers league merchant oh the the, the merchant <laughs> The, the, and it's always typically it, oh. it's 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 always typically correlated with being a prem face because the, the prem faces yes. that we are all thinking about and speaking about are the yes. are the ones on Twitter that only watch their respective leagues. So the only way that they can analyze, you know, how does X player you know score this amount in a different league and he scored this amount in the Premier League and maybe it's a little bit less in the Premier League. Oh, Farmers League. It's because of Farmers League. Oh, it's and a they farmer's just can't even they can't even understand that there is so there is such a thing as different footballing cultures that sometimes players don't you know different setups right like manager setups, managers getting exactly. getting Tactics. the best out of other players yeah exactly exactly 100%. Just, just zero understanding of the game no, and to, just to, to be farmers fair, league to be fair to be fair if you're 17 if you're 17 and you're from I don't know if you're a 17 year old American who watches the Premier League every week you. You might you might have watched Juve Juve Milan and been bored out of your mind, and you know what do you, what do you immediately think? You don't think there are different systems at play here. There's there are a number of externalities that are kind of you know, there are a number of factors here that are determining yeah, but, what it is you're seeing. No, you just say ah, it's a farmer. It's not only seventeen year old Sam that probably think like that. That's the difference. Just giving like, an example. <laughs> a lot of the time, someone might, I know. might watch that game the other day and say boring Farmers League. Farmers League. Farmers. You're making our pick look worse over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing. Farmers League I'm, merchant. I'm agreeing. With Farmers you. League merchant is the cousin of Mr. Primface. Yeah, big what's time. Fun, what's big funny? Time. What's funny though is you get people that take that shit so to heart, and then you get like, listen. Yeah, like their big replies. Like they talk about um, another one that always kills me, and I, I I've been guilty of doing this, but more to actually just spite someone out of anything. The the, the same person that Sam and I were talking about before uh who makes the retrospective takes about how like you know like Bayern like completely like dominates the Bundesliga and I mean there, there's obviously a grain of of, of of truth to that but like you know when you'll have someone be like oh Bundesliga Farmers League and then you'll have like on Twitter the guy who replies in three separate tweets about about like just taking it the absolute heart you know Sam like you're saying yeah uh, they, they, the, the people take it seriously the Farmers League slander they do yeah no definitely it's, it's just 
it's the most surface level. If it's 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 literally what we are talking about in you terms know of was, you, know I was, you know what I was just thinking about though, just for a se- just a second ago, I was thinking about you know how I was mentioning that a lot of people are partial to the football they grow up watching or the people that are the players that are playing the game when they grow up watching it. I love how anytime someone compares Van Dyke to a Maldini or to a Cannavaro now, yeah, Italian kids our age go nuts. Italian kids our age go absolutely nuts. Italian American, listen, I don't know. People that follow people that follow Italian football and that speak English go absolutely bonkers. They, 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 and they'll 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 quote tweet it and say what a joke. You know what I mean? Don't don't you dare compare anyone to to Alessandro Del Piero or to Francesco Totti because there's only one Francesco Totti. It's just I don't know. Just it's just it's just funny. It's funny because one day we'll be those people. Yeah, I, mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I've watched so many players come and go in generation. I've watched this game change. I, I think I, 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 I like the, I, I think you can make draw comparisons or you can draw similarities, but I think the game has changed so much that even now when I'm asked, well, who do you think is the greatest of all time? I say, I will, I divide the game into by generation four, yeah. four generations. Cause it's so different. I mean, the 1950s compared to the seventies or the seventies compared to the eighties, nineties. And then from then on, on, it's, it's just a different game. I mean, nobody, and then post, no, post nobody, the millennium. And then nobody, nobody really knows. I mean, very few, very few human beings now know how good Giuseppe Meazza was. People don't no, because they're not many. Think they do. Yeah, I think I do, yeah. but I don't. I think I do. Yeah, or, or second, I mean, you second. can study that. You know, if you study the history of the game, you see, okay, Facchetti was one of the first wingbacks ever, and he, you know, changed the game of, you know, the, the idea of, you know, blah blah blah. Like that, you can study yourself to it. So I, I just think it's difficult. To to so 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 I, I you know so I, I always try to like make it okay. Well, it depends on which era we're talking. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's definitely the the, the safest way to to, to approach. No, it's because it's otherwise you're just talking shit. Yeah, because it's like you can't when because when you're talking, a lot of these things are also your emotions, and emotions are private and personal. And no one can really tell you that your emotion is wrong in that sense when it comes to towards a player that you know that you loved. I mean. I understand for just a, just a stupid example. I, I understand that Alexis Sanchez is nowhere near what he once was, but he's the kind of player that excites me. I love watching him play. I love his intelligence. I love his technique. I love what he does, but I understand that he's way past his best, but he's still one of my favorite kind of favorite players to watch yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that makes sense. It's personal preference, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great fucking game at the weekend. I love how, I love how Inter... Inter's B team looks better and more fun to watch <laughs> than your actual Scudetto winning first team. Oh, fuck off. That's not true. <laughs> Five to one. Five to one, man. Yeah, but I, I know mean, you don't like the idea of watching Roberto Gagliardini start games. No, I, but... I like I like Roberto Gagliardini starting games against teams from Genoa because he scores all the time against teams from that city. <laughs> So I have no problem with that, but but I, I thought that I mean I, I like that experiment he had with Vecino Gallardini and Eriksson, and I think that's where that's where you have to go next season if you want to compete on several fronts. Given that, now, well, what a kick in the balls to to Sampdoria when 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 you guys sent when you guys sent Radu on as a sub. Uh, is is Tommaso Berni still with you guys? No, 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 no. Mister, no, Mister, no, that would have been yeah, no. that would have been the ultimate insult. I mean, where is he his right his his Instagram. Have you follow? Have you seen it? That yeah. we have. We yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 we've discussed it. We've discussed <laughs> yeah. it. At like, the man is a legend. He really is. Uh, 
the 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 artsy yoga <laughs> naked sitting there on the beach with his the girlfriend. Nude, the nude, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just brilliant. Cur- yeah. Currently unemployed in the world of football. That is, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing outside of it. Uh, doing right. All, so doing, do a lot, we... doing a lot of thinking. How, how do we? How do we? Uh, yeah. How do, how do we round up your team, Nima? My the... number. My number nine. My poacher <laughs> is um, is the uh, is the uh, the finance expert. The, the what's the take what's the take what's the, the Valenza expert who who thinks that so stop <laughs> I'm, I'm really not i'm really you, just, you literally just said plus valenza less than 30 minutes no no no, no, no i don't mean yeah the but saying the word yeah, it's, it's a reality of football yeah. it's a reality yeah, of football yeah. No, well, not, we have to not, create a plus valenza like i just understand yeah. how Juve's financial structure currently work like okay like, expert no 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 i i know no i i think it's like it's it's one of the it's the it's the it's the person who thinks that, who doesn't understand that revenue doesn't per automatically means money you can spend. Exactly. Like, reve- like yeah. revenue isn't profit. <laughs> like, it's not cash either. Yeah, it's like the guys like. So it's actually you, someone who doesn't bro, understand. If you sell nine Golan, bro. If you sell nine Golan and Joao Mario Lazaro, bro, you got cash. You can buy the Paul. And I'm like, they just turned six hundred million in the red last year. <laughs> Don't you understand? They think they think that like everything is like at ground zero. It's like, well, if we sell him and we sell him, but we but we don't but we don't think about anything else. We don't think about anything outside of the ins and outs of of, of transfers. It's like it's like, dude, they they just posted a loss of four hundred million euros. Um, they're not buying anyone. Like it's it's just not gonna happen. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you see too much of that on Twitter. Yeah, it's he's my poacher because because they're like, like they just, and they just do they just do the math for you as well. It's like, well, <laughs> well, thank you very much, Mister Addition and Subtraction. Thank, thanks for the basic arithmetic. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I don't know how I would have survived without your without your take here, but I can also do math, and I know what plus and minus is. But there are other factors at play here, Mister. Pl- I call him Mister Plus Valenza. Because he doesn't know about Plus Valenza. So no, exactly, exactly. The irony, yeah. yeah. I like that one. Nick, we have a number of places we could end this year. Um, how, how do you want to round this up before we wrap? Um, I, I had two that I really liked. So if you have if you have one that you that you really like right now, I'd rather you go for. Well, no, we, we this is our last one, mate. So, so I know that's what I'm saying. You go for like take three. I took two. I, I don't love my third one to be honest. That's why. So I would close. Bring it home. Okay. Um, very simply, he's overrated. He's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Oh my god! Well, now this is this is simple. Well, Sam, you can even you can even pair that with the you can even pair you can make this like a I don't know how legal this is in the five aside world. I don't know if we're gonna have to start drafting out some rules, but you can even do the 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 underrated slash overrated. Just like just like that being their take. Oh yeah, he's so underrated. Here, here's a good like, one. Here's a good here's a good one. Rodrigo de Paul is underrated. <laughs> Like, <laughs> every, everyone, everyone of Italy's top sides wants him, and everyone's saying he's underrated. Therefore, he's rated. He's foreign <laughs> clubs want him too. Foreign clubs, not only Italy's top sides. I like, don't know. I don't know. Like, but like, like, how much more rated should he be? You know. So he's guys, obviously guys rated. But is he, he could be. Listen, listen. listen. Ron, Ronaldo, yeah. could, Ronaldo could be. Uh, listen, if if Ronaldo's objectively the best, and Messi is slightly below him, but everyone says Messi's the best, and that Ronaldo's slightly below him, then technically Ronaldo is underrated, right? 
like like Travir Golette, but like yeah. it's just the most surface level uh, assessment of of uh, just a player's like influence and ability on a. On but it's a pitch. easier. But it's I think no, I I see a lot of he's overrated more because you see it with managers, you see it. With, yeah, I guess with, with with a goalkeeper, I I don't know. Donnarumma's overrated, bro. You say this a lot, Nick, but I I don't know. But, I don't say he's I don't say he's overrated. I just I. I, I I point out his weaknesses where a lot of people may just see him as like the twenty one year old like potential like Bandiera when when well, like I could does, I could he, he does have weaknesses he he, he looked like he, he looked like he wanted Juventus to score three times in ten minutes on the way that he was coming out to challenge maybe, some fifty maybe, fifty maybe, balls maybe he did maybe he did and maybe that's why Milan didn't want him to play and then he saw you then he saw the way you guys were playing and he was like okay I'm gonna stay in my net yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I'll roll with that one. I had a couple of honorable mentions. I mean, if come on, go for it. Because I got a couple out. as well. It, yeah, honorable mention. Um, rapid fire. Go for yeah, it. Just, 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 just the take. Okay, not the person who who shares. The yeah. Take, but just um, and this is this is this is gonna be Nick's gonna want to really dissociate himself from this one, but he's not a part of the pod anymore, so your name won't be associated to this one. But it's uh, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and that's it. You could disagree with you. You could disagree with it if you want. Ooh. It's uh, it's disgraceful. This is the take, right? That I think is a little bit silly. It's disgraceful how underpaid female footballers are. Everyone's offended by this. Everyone's always very offended by this. But the fact of the matter is, people listen. I think that an infrastructure should exist so that professional football should be. But Sam, you're but just to, Sam, just just to play devil's advocate, you are the most well actually guy on this topic. Just just to point out to you, like yeah, yeah, which which is which is in itself could 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 also probably be on this list now that we thought now that we bring yeah, it up. Maybe, maybe well, actually, when no, you break yeah. down the revenues no, but of but, these... but listen, but listen, <laughs> people don't watch the women's the women's championship. I, I know, I know, I know. Watch it, you know what I mean. I know. So it makes no, but it makes sense that they not get paid the same as the men, right? But then I don't know, right? Megan Rapino comes out and says, "We're winning the World Cup. We're better than the men. Why are we getting paid?" Le-? Well, it's it's not so black and it's not always so black and white. Is all. It's very think, easy to say I that I think women should get paid. To FIFA and the national federations is different because that's like taxpayer funding. Yeah, and there are issues. There are issues with that. With, that I think should the support be for women. Football. Yeah, but, if, but the private thing, I think exactly the hard. Yeah, you have to. You know, you have to create some sort of disparity like even even the playing field because women weren't allowed to do sports for most of the most of the last century but but what i for me i my take on that is simply this if it's taxpayer funded then it has to be equal i would actually say private yeah i would say in the americans in the american context the american men don't qualify for the world cup true that's true pay pay the women fuck it if you want to skew it based on performance (laughs) but but i don't know not wrong about that no But a lot, of, but a lot of people don't actually. But what actually, what what actually happened? What actually happened with the met with the excuse me with the American women's national team was they basically got the contract they asked for, and they came out and complained about it, like a year later. It's just and it's a little bit silly because a lot of people don't understand a lot of the a lot of the other factors that that, that are at play, and all they see is well, men are making more than women, and therefore that is discriminatory, bro. But <laughs> listen, it's great. It's I think. More, it would be great if more top sides had a system like Lyon's where they actually pay the women very well and they're, you know, they, it pays. They, they win, they win competitions, they're investing in women's football. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it really seems like, uh, at least I know from a Milan perspective anyways, because like I know, um, I know like they've been tweeting a lot about their, about their female first team. Like it seems like there's been definitely an emphasis on how much they want to promote it, which is good well, for sure. And it just seems like it seems like uh, the a, a couple of these Italian clubs are actually making a point of doing that, which is definitely good. Well, it's progressive, so you know, it's not just progressive. They're not doing charity. It's because well, money so, too, right? Yeah, yeah, there's money to be made now. There's never been. 
uh, a bigger market for it than it is, and it's still growing. So I think mm-hmm. it's also that, and I think That's all the of thing, them though, want it's to be growing. Part of it. It's growing. Yeah, no, it is growing. We'll never know. We'll never know when it's at its peak. I don't. I don't think it'll ever get to the. I personally don't think it'll ever get to the level of um, interest. I don't think the level of interest it'll garner will ever be quite the same as men's football, just because. Oh, neither do I. Because, but, but, because but, you I know, think it's, it's it's just because it's it's so new. It's a, I mean, it's a different it's a different sport. It's a different sport. Yeah. It's a different product. But but it, it it's not at its peak. It's clearly on the rise. Definitely makes sense to get in, involved. I mean, in, in tennis, if I'm not mistaken, the women make as much as the guys because. The interest is just as much. The interest is there, well, exactly. Like, exactly. And it's, it's been that LPGA, way for quite some time. But that's yeah. not the case on the LPGA, right? You know, it's mm. a different, you know, it depends on, depends on the viewership. Sport, I guess, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, so, so uh, it's, it, it's a lot of, a lot of people come out. It always annoys me when a lot of people come out and say these crazy arbitrary things, like they need to get paid the same when in fact, there are a number of factors that go into it. So that's it. Come at me, bro. But uh, no, <laughs> come at me, bro. No, but I, I think it's it's a multifaceted issue. I mean, it's a complex issue, and I and I do think that you can't give blanket repl- responses to no. these things. And and uh, nobody in their right mind in 2021 would deny people or discriminate people based on gender or anything like that. That's I, I just think that I I I understand what you mean, uh, but I mean at the end of the day, I think it depends also what what you what side you take or what your end goal is and where you want to go like and there are different roads to, to, to going there yeah like um, like so. like look i mean if, if someone wanted to offer juve a million euro for barbara bonacera who's like by all accounts a, a very i think she's a very important player in the italian national team and for that side like, like Juve would take that right because it would be it would be way more than anyone else would have ever been willing to pay for i mean it's you're they're they're worth what people are willing to pay for them right so until there's more money in the game the amount of money that individual respective clubs will be willing to pay for a for a female player will will vary right the value that they bring to them is going to be dependent on how much money they bring in right now the dollars just aren't there yet i think it'll get there but honorable mention just just to move on the honorable mention uh, that i want to give is he's finished bro I had that one as well. Yeah, we both had that. Yeah, yeah. That's you a good it. one. I, that's a really good one. Yeah. I, I, I can't was... like, what is this fucking bipolar thing where either you're either shit or champagne? Like, there's nothing in between. Like, what is wrong with people? Because but thing, Nima, that is the peak of, that is the peak of like hot take merchants, right? There's no analysis in between. It's a conclusion on one end or the other. There's no, so... there's, there, there's nothing in between. So it's a, strange. it's a, it's a sandwich with nothing in between. Here's, here's yeah. the thing. Here's it's the thing. So if you're finished, it's finished. Like, 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 you don't get to rewind. It's you know what I mean. Like for someone to be finished, there has to be literally so exaggerated. Such a binary. It's such a binary. Yeah. Take. it's just but, so exaggerated. It's like there's no in between, and it's like, well, no. The it's like because Mourinho kept winning like he did. That was abnormal. His career after Real Madrid and Man, or even you know, or Man City. You know, sorry, Man United. He won three titles there, but. After Real Madrid, that's when his career got normal because normal coaches don't win three, four. Like the the, the trophy hall that he started with, a Porto, Chelsea, Inter. That's true. That's not normal. The, like, that's what I mean. So saying that he's finished, like, why would he be finished? Like, uh, Claudio Ranieri didn't win anything until he won something. So he must have been finished all his career. But the finished merchant will say, ah, he's at Sampdoria now he's finished, bro. <laughs> exactly it's, it's just uh, uh it's just so stupid and and it's like yeah he's not maybe he's past his peak 
but that's not being finished. Exactly. And also, and it's like, also like, you know, these things go in cycles. I mean, Carlo Ancelotti is doing one hell of a job at Ever- Everton, but is he finished? Like, no, no, I don't think def- not. Finished. of course not. Of course not. Ni- Nima, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. We got you on to do this one because, uh, because uh, again, the 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 the, run, the joke when we started getting you on, I think it was about a year ago now that you've been coming on our part a little bit more, you know, kind of relatively frequently. Was that you were uh, you're, you're you're the angry Swede from Gothenburg who gets to come on and just let off some steam? Um, obviously, that that that's a very that's a very, a very uh, good description. I was gonna I was gonna say that's a <laughs> I was gonna say that's a very it's a very uh, it's that, that that really boxes you in to a that really boxes you in maybe a little bit more than you deserve to be, uh, but. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I I know I know that there's a lot of stuff that uh, that, that you see online, which is funny because you seem to spend a ton of time online. But there's a lot of stuff online that gen- that genuinely pisses you off. And um, no, I work. Yeah, I work I'm, I'm glad we. I'm, I see I'm, a lot of shit, and so I react yeah, yeah. And, and stuff. But no, I know you're absolutely right. But you're a very passionate yeah. man, which is which is why I'm ha- which is why I was happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to quote exactly. to quote to quote George Carlin, I don't have pet peeves. I have major psychotic fucking hatreds, and it makes <laughs> the world a whole lot easier to sort out. <laughs> I love you. That's great. Oh, well, 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 it was great to have you on, man. I appreciate you coming back, Nick. Uh, it was great to have you on for a for for a very long one now. I can't I can't yeah. believe that I'm having Nick Gentiletti on for a podcast. I think we've gone for like two hours now. Over yeah, two, which is, this is great. Nuts. I love being with you guys. You I know told, that I really enjoy every time I come on. Yeah, no, this is great. Great discussion. We we listen. If, if I'm ever in Sweden or if you're ever in Canada, we absolutely have to do dinner. Absolutely, together that would be that would be. That I would, would love that. Absolutely. That'd be amazing. Oh It'd yeah, be amazing. It'd be a night out to remember. Please, please, Nima, <laughs> Nima, Nima, Montreal would roll out the red carpet for you here, man. Just considering, oh, considering, you know, but considering the number of Italians in the, we were talking about this off pod before starting. Considering the number of Italians here that follow football and that, that, uh, that, that probably read your work. Yeah, and no, I heard, sure. heard you speak Thanks. on a podcast yeah. um, because of how involved you are in. You know, but also, um, but also, I've you know, Vinny and Steve over on the red card, uh, former red card week, I think it was called, and now the Milan, what's it called? Weekly, po- Milan, Milan Weekly Milan, Pod. Milan, weekly, yeah, yeah, those guys, and, and Francis, their Interista friend, and like, he's also from Montreal, and so yeah, no, I, I you're absolutely right, I've gotten to know a lot of people from Toronto and, and Montreal through 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 this, and it's it's awesome, this is, this is the good thing about social media, you meet a lot of fun people. Yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure, and um, yeah, and, and now now you've been coming on a while now, and I uh, I feel like I know a lot about you about your mm. about your family. I know uh, you know I feel like I know a little about your mom. I was gonna say, yeah. I hope she's not too sad about uh, about Gigi Buffon uh, leaving Juve and potentially leaving Italy. I know she loves Gigi. Yeah, I, she loves Gigi. My 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 G, my Gigi. Gigi. It's her Gigi. Her Gigi. <laughs> so that's how she refers to him, my Gigi. So I love it. Um, but anyway, no, it's it great to have you back on, man. And um, yeah, Jens. Yeah, gents, it's weird to say this, but thanks, thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks for coming on. Anytime, Sam. Anytime. Yeah, Soon we'll, enough. We'll get you we'll back. Do it on, again. We'll get you back on during the Euro, probably. Definitely. Yeah, we gotta do this during the Euros for sure. Oh yeah, well, big well, time. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how things pan out, man. I mean, if, if Sweden do go on a run and and and, and Italy kind of keep the momentum going that we've had going under under Robi mm-hmm. Mancho for a while, that uh, that'd definitely be something we have to look to do. I'm hoping to be able to do uh, as many pods as possible during the Euro. Maybe even one after every game. Even do some events outside. We'll see. I nice. know we have a ton of it. We have a ton of listeners in Montreal, so that'd be great if we can kind of get awesome. that together. Stay tuned for that, people. Uh, but yeah, listeners, um, you can get at Nima on Twitter at Nima Tav Rood, R-O-O-D, um, and at the Italian Football Podcast at Italfootpod. You could subscribe to them 
on all platforms or uh, become a patron. Join them on Patreon. It's only four bucks Canadian Thanks. a month. Three three dollars. I think it's three two or three bucks yeah, American. Two ninety nine a month. Two ninety nine x VAT because it's different VATs in every country. Okay. And Patreon has this thing where you just we just set it as US dollars two ninety nine. So okay. Okay. okay that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, well anyway, anyway really definitely, definitely encourage Always anyone to check out. Always a pleasure to do this. Always sure. a pleasure to do this. Yeah, and if you're an Interista, you've obviously probably already checked out Nima's work, but you can do so uh, at sempreinter.com. And uh, yeah, he, he, is, he, is the, he is the man behind the <laughs> largest online page of the current Italian champions. Uh, he's, he's, oh, that feels good to hear. <laughs> it must. It yeah. must. I've I've really I've really listen. I'm giving myself a big pat on the back after this one, man. Like I like talking yeah, to you, you guys, should. but I just, I had a Milanista on the pod after Milan beat <laughs> us three 0 and an Interista on the pod a week after Inter won the title, dethroning us. You're showing personal growth, Sam. Yes, you're showing you personal are. Yes, growth. You are. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yes, you well, anyway, are. It, it's it's a lot easier when you like the people uh, that you're having on. So before this oh, becomes thanks. any more of a stroke off session, um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Uh, before th- this turns full yeah. on circle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- thanks to you both for coming on. And listeners, you can get at us on pl- on all platforms. Uh, subscribe to us if you haven't already leave us a five-star review if you don't mind it really helps us out a great deal subscribe to us on all platforms follow us on uh twitter instagram tiktok it's at cultural podcast our facebook page is the cultural podcast if you want to send it to your aunt or uncle who still uses facebook and uh yeah man it's uh this was uh this was a great long one for you guys hopefully a little earlier in the week maybe this will be able to kind of get you guys through the rest of the week hope you did enjoy and uh, enjoy the midweek action this week we'll catch you next time We've got Farhad of the Turin Giants podcast lined up for next week. That'll be a lot of fun, my buddy. Uh, So until then, listeners, we'll catch you soon. (laughs) Ciao. Ciao. Ridiamo insieme come bimbi E la radio passa un altro pè Se faccio solo case per mentirmi Che il mio nome suona come un re Coi piangiamo insieme come bimbi Mentre dico ciò mi giro cerco Poi si scivola e restiamo in forse Poi mi faccio piccola Dentro un vuoto enorme Nel mio petto chi lo sa Lasciamo le orme Giochiamo fuori ascolto dimmi Esce sì da un ascensore spia Dove giochiamo insieme come bimbi E la radio passa un nuovo pezzo